going on? Oh Happy Friday. What's up? Ain't much. How was your day? Going on. I couldn't hear nothing. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. It's stereo all, you know, all over again. But whatever. We're here. We're What's here. That? We are no not much. Not much. It was a very quiet but busy Friday. Um after doing our last recording until four AM. Um, I tried to go to sleep and then I woke back up to the wife telling me we had somewhere to be at 9 a.m. Oh, so my day pretty much was, you know, non-existent. Hmm. What about you? Um, I stayed in the house all day. See, it must be like nice. Something and the girls were chilling. And uh, yeah, that was it. Hmm. And no. Must be nice. I'm trying to be like I, you when I grow I, up. I edited all day and mop mm. my floor. See, yeah, I, I wish I wish I would mop. I told the wife that I'm going to end up doing the cleaning service when we get back because if I have to put up the tree, I'm not going to want to clean the house. So basically, we're just going to have somebody come and clean, and I'm fine with spending the two hundred bucks. Mm. Okay. Shout out to Kaya the doll who is in here. Shout out to her that is live in effect with us. Uh, the first person, first listener, first caller. Uh, so shout out to her for being in here. Um, and I, I see we have somebody else. We got Good Food Radio. Shout out to him for being live on stereo with us. Uh, do you, you want to go for it? Um, sure. Welcome to Loud Mouth Stereo, a show with Greg and I. Greg has a podcast called Young, Black, and Bothered. Please check that out on all your podcast platforms. I, Shan, have a podcast called She Gets It Pod. I also have a parenting podcast called Cozy Room Podcast. And we're here to give y'all content. If you would like to find us on IG, Hey Gregory is uh, Greg on Twitter, Al Sharp Tongue. There's a story behind that, but we're not going to get into that because he's a changed man. And <laughs> my Twitter is she gets it pod. Um, hashtag cozy moon pod to find that um, Twitter. And she gets it pod is for IG. And we are here giving you content tonight. Tonight's topic is wrong place, wrong time with the right one. What does that Absolutely. mean? But we got to get into what that could possibly mean for everybody. Oh boy, that people are in for a treat. Um, you know, usually we kind of do like the lighter topics and things like that. But this one, yeah, I, I came with extensive notes because a lot of people have been through this. And, you know, it's yeah. something that you have the docket for. So I was like, you know what? Once you sent it, I was like, let me go and get my notes ready. So I have paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. Uh, I won't talk that much, so I promise. That's what we want, though. That's what we want. Okay. And we want listeners to share their thoughts on. Absolutely. Um, the right one, wrong place, wrong time type thing. Or even if you believe, because there's a lot of people that don't believe that. Yeah. Um, I got, like, do you want to start by just saying, like, has anybody actually ever been in love before? Because, I mean, we have a lot of young listeners and I'm sure they'll say, I've never been in love. I've never been in a relationship. But like, have you ever actually loved someone other than yourself? That Yeah. I think that's a good way to start the show. Because, I mean, at 21, I mean, I was in love with someone, but the thing is, I didn't know what love was. Boy, everybody, at 21, you kind of think all the good shit about it. You Mm -hmm. don't think about the negative shit that comes with 
actually loving somebody and wanting to hate them and you can't. Yeah. And it, it just it sucks knowing that like a lot of people don't understand that you can actually love somebody that young. It's just hard to actually accept it because a lot of people just, you know, they figure they're young. They don't know any better and they have so much life to live. Um, yeah. Newsflash, um, you don't have much life to live. Um, you only get <laughs> one of them. And I, the things that I know at 33 uh, about relationships and love and things like that, I wish I would have taken those into my 20s. And Boy. Yeah, and you know, pretty much got some perspective about love, life, and relationships. But a lot of people take it for granted. So don't like kind of hold your feelings back when you do care for somebody and you love them. Say that shit. It could be the difference between you being single for four years or you being with somebody that actually cares for you back because you just decided not to say anything and not to speak up. So that that's my little tidbit on that. Yeah, I think. Um... <clears throat> Some people really, they treat the people who really, truly care for them like shit. Mm-hmm. And they met them five years earlier or five years later from where their mindset is at. Their mm-hmm. feelings and actions would be different. And some people aren't mentally or emotionally ready to be good people to the people that are good to them. Mm-hmm. Which either allows them to miss an opportunity of a great relationship or fuck up a great relationship and then they have to deal with the fact that every relationship after that is mediocre and they can't live up to the expectations of what they have. Yeah. That, it sucks to know that like there are so many people who go through these things, but no one really wants to talk about them. So I guess us talking about them here, it, it matters, man. I just want to hear from the listeners though. Do you want to do like the early roll call before we get into it? Um, we got two in here. Mm-hmm. Who are- breezing through up in here um red boy megan gallo latina girl 27 what's up fairy child bertie uh kalika os i don't know if i'm saying that right <laughs> kate smith i i fake me i think that's what it is miss young mm-hmm. mogul uh, meatballs mr meatballs is back um Mont's Money, what's up? Chastity, Sarah, Same Old Me, Good Food Radio, Kaya the Doll, and mm-hmm. us. Welcome. Yeah, Thanks for everybody that is listening to Loud Mouth Stereo. Um, wow, Shane, you, you got to start it off because, you know, last night I went in, so it, it's on you today. Okay. So, all right. So for me personally, uh, I think I feel like I've been in love with um, people that I've been in relationships with. And um, when you're in love, you really don't have a concept of time. You don't have a concept of um, am I wasting my time or am I pouring all of me into this one person? You don't have a concept that people are moments. That's something I had to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's no such thing as forever. Like, even though I have kids, I can't be with them forever. I can only mother them to a certain point. Um, and people are temporary. Yeah. And you can't be in a relationship in the mindset of this is my person. Um, you belong to me or I belong to you. It's 
two individuals choosing to choose each other. Mm. And whether you choose each other to be better with or be fucked up to each other or have a good time all the time or, you know, argue all the time and fuck later if that's your kink. You you just never know. And I think everybody's different, but I don't feel like every relationship that you go into in your 20s should be on some forever shit. I feel like your 20s are for figuring out what you like, how you like it done, and who you like. And then your 30s are for like filtering out all of the things you don't want because you've been through it already. Mm -hmm. But some people don't even do it like that. Some people be going for the same shit, ending up with the same bullshit they got to deal with and wondering like why their relationships don't work because you're Mm -hmm. not, you're not putting in your filter system. You're not using it. And, um, when you're when you mature, like right now at 33 with two kids, I don't have no time to be falling in love with somebody. Like you have to be bringing more to the table. It mm-hmm. has to be like you're equally busy with other shit. Um, I can't sit on the phone with you all day. I cannot just up and come with you on trips because I have children. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't up and come with you. Um, to the bar or, or you could you can't just pop up at my house and expect me to have all my time on you like that's some young childish ain't got no responsibilities behavior mm-hmm. and um, that's why I tell people like if you are a man either 35 or older because I can't date anybody my age it just doesn't work mentally If you were like 35 and older right now, the only way I would even engage or pursue you is if you, one, already have kids, two, you don't want any more kids, and three, you're equally or even more busier than me. That way, when we do set aside time to hang or whatever, I can be completely 100% devoted to your attention, and so can you. Like, I would never be like, hey, I want to date. I want to be in this relationship, but I always got my kids. And the only time we can like actually enjoy each other is when I'm available. Like that would be selfish. And I think a lot of people today, they're not honest about where the fuck they're at with all of the responsibilities that they have going on. Some people are working a job where it has no room for you to be in a relationship. Some people have a lifestyle where, there's no, you're not, you haven't made any room for anybody else to come in and get to know you and you get to know them because you're always engulfed in this thing. And I feel like a lot of people need to be honest with themselves and be like, you know what, the way my job is set up, the demand of my family, the demand of me and these children and my finances, because You can have free dates up to a certain extent, but financially you have to be in the right mindset to want to chill because I don't know about you, Greg, if Mm -hmm. my money ain't right, I'm not comfortable chilling. I'm not comfortable the time. I'm not comfortable traveling. I have to know that shit is being paid while I'm relaxing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all of that comes into is this the right person? And I don't think people understand what that means by the right person. The right person is not the magazine uh, metropolitan uh, 
or a vogue version of the great man. This is the man for you, or this is the woman that you're supposed to go after. The right person is what you need, what you want, what you desire, what you can grow with for you. Can't Mm. nobody tell you who the right person is for you, but you. And I think people aren't even honest with themselves to be like, you know what? You know, this man probably weird on paper or he looked weird to other people in society, but he really does something for me. And this is the person that I want to be with. This is the person that I like spending my time with and not give a fuck about what other people think. And people, not enough people are honest enough to be like, this is him. This is it. I like all his pros and I like all his cons. Mm. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, how am I supposed to follow that up, Shane? Like, really? Like, that? Would, come on now. You, you done spoke the damn gospel. That's the episode right there, because that... <laughs> good grief, like... So, there's so much to say. Like, do you believe that there's a thing as in um, when you're with the right person, time is not the focus? Or for you, before you got married, was mm-hmm. was the person that you spent your time with, if you cared about them, were you focusing on the time or were you just focusing on doing things with that person? Yeah, for me, it was the person. It was never the time because I'm investing so much time into that person that that's it's like a crude time. So for me, it was just more so just being with the person. So whenever people say like right person, wrong time for me, I'm like, I, I don't know, because they could just be right now. Um, and the person that you are, you know, the person that you were when you were with that person, um, they don't exist anymore. Like you've grown, they've grown and you mm-hmm. both change. So I believe the only way that it could really work with like trying, you know, a second time or something like that with that is if the people that you are now share the things that you have in common now, like, you know, say for example, you and that person dated four or five years ago, you dated and you were cool, but you've grown since then, but your growth and her growth or, you know, the other person's growth, they align years later. So now that you have those things that are shared in common, you know, you can, you can grow that way, but it's never a wrong time. It's just more so the circumstance because whatever happened four years ago happened, but that was a time that was a moment, but you could still be with that right person. If that makes any sense. Yeah. uh, And then you have some people that say, you know, right person, wrong time, wrong Mm -hmm. place when they're in a relationship Mm-hmm. But they still want to engage in someone else that um, maybe they have more fun with, mm-hmm. and it's like it's selfish to to say to a person, you know what? Like, if you would have met me ten years earlier, we could have been X, Y, and Z. But we can't go back in time. You know that. I know that. So mm-hmm. right now, it's kind of like if. You're so happy and I make you so happy, vice versa. Is is it where you're trying to compare and contrast what you have going on now to figure out what you want to do? Or is it that you're telling me like you're the right person, wrong time, because I kind of want to keep you stagnant selfishly. I want to keep you in arm's reach type of shit while I got whatever I got going on. And I feel like a lot of people do that. And I, I don't believe in holding people hostage in relationships because you don't know what the fuck you want to do. Yeah. But that's the truth. Like as a guy uh, who's done that, 
Like I could be in a new situation and I could be happy in that situation. I just don't want you to be, I don't say I don't want you to be happy outside of me. I just don't yeah. want to see your happiness. Like you can be in a relationship, you can be happy. But <laughs> I still want to, I want you to still be around. I'm like, mm-hmm. because, you know, we, you know, for a guy, we always want to know that our relationships with whoever we had past or present are still in good standing. And if you're in good standing with that person, anything is possible. So there are guys like me, you know, once upon a time where they would still go and be in contact with exes and old flings and things like that. Not because you wanted, you know, like you wanted them to yourself. You still have your situation going on. You just wanted to know that that person's still there in the wing in the event things fuck up. And it's a selfish way of thinking. It's a selfish approach. But I mean, we are selfish creatures and, you know, men specifically, we are selfish. Like we wouldn't want our women to say, you know what, like, you know, there's guys that, you know, I used to talk to that are still in the wing and I still contact. I still am around because like I'm comfortable with them. But, you know, because men are jealous, we're jealous creatures. But us, we will definitely be like, you know what, that girl that I talked to in the 11th grade, I don't love her as much as I love you, but I still care. And it's just a selfish nature thing of men. It's really terrible saying it out loud, but it's the truth, man. It's damn, it's really fucked up to think about. I um see, I had to this year I really made it a point not to reach out to any of my exes. This is what I do. Um I try the relationship, I exhaust the relationship of any possibilities of us working in the relationship. And mm-hmm. then when it doesn't work, I'll give you like three to four months of me not having no contact so you could stop being mad mm. you could have potential and you could hate me for a while and then I, I might do like a seldom check-in it might be a text it might be um just like a random um uh picture sent and like I might have a laugh with you just to check in on you and that's that it's never let me check in on them because I want to get back together mm-hmm. and I realize that the people that I've been in relationships with, I really build friendships with them to the point where they don't see me being nice as me just being nice. They don't see me being cool as just me just being cool. They think it's a possibility that this might work again. And I don't like that. And I feel like it's selfish of me to be able to have access to you when I know your feelings are more than what my feelings are. Yeah. Um, and me, oh, uh, my ex, I had to tell one of my ex why I blocked him. Mm-hmm. Like, um, hey, I was just checking in on you. How's the girls? I was like, the girls are fine. And he was like, why did you block me? And I said, because I feel like I'm hurting your feelings because you're not yeah. going to be. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you, you have to do that to get something. You, honestly, you have to be that way because some people are, they're just they're not even around to be around they just they're there they're just like fluff um there are people like instagram folks like say for example that like social media that and instagram and stuff like that there are people that i have never spoken to in high school that are just somehow ironically around and they feel as though they have to be around because you know i won't say i'm popping or nothing like that but it's like you know what we post a lot we talk a lot and you know we post and promote like the podcast and things like that so like oh i want to engage with him because he has something going on and it's the same thing with relationships there are guys that you know i'm friends with that i've heard women speak of that the only reason they're still friends with like women they used to fuck with it's not because they're actually wanting to be friends with them they just know for a fact that they've already built that bond that relationship so just in the event people do it because it's safe yeah yeah and 
things like at our age, Chan, like, well, at least my age, you know, you're 21. But for me, Ooh. like, you, you, Ooh. you. Hmm. I'm the age of G. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. All, all, all I know is this. Like, we, we keep certain people around, like, for me. Like, I used to keep a whole bunch of people that, you know, I was friends with, women I used to talk to. I used to keep them around. And I, I had to ask myself, I'm like, yo, why are they still here? Because that's easy access. So say, for example, you and your spouse get into an argument or something like that. The first place you're going to go is some, you know, someplace familiar. And you don't want to do that. That's like the recipe for disaster. But us men, we do that shit. I've, I've done it. I'm sure other men have done it. I'm not going to kind of like break man law about it, but I've definitely been in a situation like, you know what? I, you know, I'm, I'm mad at this person at this point. Let me go ahead and just, you know, get on social media. And next thing you know, I'm going down that dark web of like my past and the past you just don't want to be around. The issue is you can't get rid of it because you're familiar with it. So listen, you can always tell when an ex is just like popping up after they went out with their friends and instead of them going home, they're coming up to your place, they're in the driveway, you open the door because you was having some bomb ass sleep. Mm-hmm. Then they turn off like their car or whatever and they come in, they don't say shit and they just like lay there. It is that like pathetic um, lay where he's just like no words is being said, but the the peace quiet is understood. Like, oh, okay, your girlfriend not giving you none because she pissed off that you got me pregnant. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, so I guess you can sleep here, but I yeah. got to go to work in the morning. I need you to move your car. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an understanding of when you just really you have nobody and you're showing up. And mm-hmm. I have male friends where, like, if my house had to be it and you needed to show up, here's here's a blanket, here's a pillow, yep. and here's my couch. Mm-hmm. Like, there ain't nothing else other than that. And there's an understanding there, but because I have kids, they just know, like, this ain't about to be a, like, every night thing where you and whatever you in with your woman and you just pop up at my house. But I think it is smart for men to have a woman friend that can give you a woman perspective on a situation because a lot of these women out here are greasy and they and they will have you thinking some shit that it's not and you need a woman's perspective to be like so you know we had an argument yesterday and now today she's telling me that she's pregnant and she needs $500 for abortion I said this bitch is not pregnant she just wants your money like, exactly. sometimes you need a female friend or your sister to tell you some shit and put you up on game because these women out here they think they slick yeah and it's the truth it's absolutely the truth um that's why for me like it's hard to even think of like stepping out because me i overthink everything so mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm at the age where it's like the last thing i want is a kid like another kid at least because i have mine with my wife and i don't ever want to be put in a situation where i end up stepping out because i know the way karma works for me, that's why I have a daughter now, is it's going to come back and it's going to come back quicker than I want it to. So if I ever were to step out, I guarantee the person will probably end up pregnant. And I'm like, you know, I've, I've taken all the precautions and things like that, but it's it's just that one time that you'll slip up, you'll fuck up, and that's what it is. I don't want that happening. Um, that's why a lot of my exes, like, it, it's very surface level for me. I don't ever want to be put in a situation where I see them in public or I answer a text or a message from them. Like I have exes that are on like Instagram, social media, they'll like see an Instagram story and they respond to it. I'm like, I'll hit the little heart, like, you know, the like button and I keep it moving because once you open that, you know, that door, even just a crack, man, 
boy, and I hate it. I'm not saying, weren't we just talking about our kids and work? Why are you asking me about am I, who I'm fucking? Like, that wasn't on the menu of the conversation. Exit. Exactly. Exactly. We have two voicemails. Let's get these out the way and I'm going to keep going. Hey, y'all. What's going on, Dawn? How are you? Oh, blood. He said, that's why I have a daughter now. What the fuck did you do in your past life? Talk about that, boy. Oh, boy. So, I mean, if, if you haven't listened to any of our previous shows, like me, I, I w- always wasn't the guy that I'm presenting now. Like, I used to be a dog. I used to go... And I would talk to one girl and I have another girl flying out. And then I had another girl the following weekend. I, I was really bad at, um, uh, I won't say companionship, but it was just like, you know, I always wanted to have a companion. The issue is I just didn't know how to choose the right one. So instead of choosing, I just had multiple. And, you know, I had to go and apologize. I went on this like world tour right before, you know, I got like engaged and married and things like that. Or looking yeah. ass. Yeah, no, no bullshit. Like I had to go and like, you know, because I did a lot of women wrong. So I was like, you know what? Let me go and answer for that because I don't ever want to get into a situation with people, you know, like more importantly, my wife. I didn't want to be in a situation where I'm making this person happy. And then those people from my past can see that shit or they're going and stalking and stuff. And they're like, well, yeah. why wasn't it me? Why Why would you know why me? I did everything that that person's doing, you know. So I wanted to like just let them know, like, I just I wasn't shit. I really wasn't in the position to make you happy because honestly I didn't know how to make myself happy that's why I had all of y'all like you know how some people like you know what I'm hungry but they don't know what they want they're really indecisive like Mm. that was me when it came to being in a relationship that's why I guess this whole topic about like wrong place with the right one like I've had right ones before my issue is like I wasn't the right one like for them like what were you about to say I said you wasn't ready yeah well here's the thing I was ready I just wasn't ready with them like it for me it was fun and everything was cool up until the point where we got to start you know that relationship everything was fun with the fucking and the hanging out and spending time and you coming out and spending time with me but then you know you started to ask those important questions like what are we and it was like yo how can i tell you what are we when i don't know what i am right now like i'm like 22 23 i can't answer those questions for you right now i'm just a guy trying to get a nut like if i say that to you it's going to be really disrespectful and you're not going to like that so it, it took some growth and at 33 like i've kind of come to the conclusion that like some things i shouldn't have apologized for even with those exes because it was what it was i just know that now i can acknowledge it but you know i'm not going to go back that's why when we talk to these exes and we talk to people of our past i just personally i don't believe in like right place wrong time it was a moment it was fun it just it can't happen again, and I don't want to go backwards. But oh, we have another voicemail. Yo, real, real live, my nigga. I respect you for for saying that shit. I want you were in the right one, motherfucker. Owning that shit is is it takes a lot within itself. But yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, man. Like honestly, like it's so weird to even be talking about this, fam. Because like I'm sure that there are people that will listen to the show and stuff like that, and they'll be like, "Damn, like he, you know, is actually admitting it." But I'm like. Honestly, he as a guy, ain't, when he ain't shit, and I hate that. I wish more men today would be honest about themselves and say, you know what, I'm the one that's being fucked up. I'm the one that's prolonging this. I'm the one that's bringing problems to this relationship. And yes, I don't have any plans for you. I'm holding you hostage because I would rather you 
here dealing with my shit than be happy with somebody else. It's kind of like keeping women on reserve. And I'm not going to say men are the only ones that do it. Some women keep men on reserve because he got money or he Mm -hmm. has a place. And if I break up with him, I'm actually going to have to fund my own life. And they keep men around. And my thing is, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're staying somewhere where you're unhappy and you know you're being used. Yeah. like I mean, I, I can pretty much tell you that, you know, my experiences with the person, like the one that I'll speak on, because I mean, her and I are like a good place. She's married. I'm married. We both got kids, blah, blah, blah. So it was my first uh, serious relationship because I didn't have experience at relationships at that time. You know, I was like 18, you know, I dated people in high school, but that's not a relationship. That's like, all right, we we dated this week, but then next week we on to the next one. So um, her and I, we dated for like, maybe like three, maybe like two and a half, three years and great relationship. The issue for me though, was how we ended. Um, We ended not from a break, not because of like any person doing anything wrong. It was just, miscommunication um she thought that i was cheating i thought she was cheating and nobody was at fault um the backstory to that was pretty much she had given me like an ultimatum between going and going to one of her friend's birthday like parties in north carolina and then me i was wanting to go to a ski trip with my father so basically i go on facebook and you know this was like the week of this event but she had told me months ago you know months prior to that and I told her, I was like, yo, I can't go because I already have the ski trip with my, you know, my father-in-law. I want to go with him. Mm-hmm. She says to me, she was like, well, I, you know, we've already scheduled this. We already planned. I was like, look, I, I just don't want to go to that, you know, because it's more t- important for me to bond with my father-in-law. So, or not my father-in-law, but my stepfather. So I go with him and I'm on the ski trip, which is ironically the same weekend that we're supposed to be going, her and I were supposed to be going to this trip or whatever, to North Carolina. And I'm looking on Facebook. And I'm like, yo, like, she's like, there's this dude in every fucking photo. Like, you know, there's fucking, you know, seven, eight photos of this dude. And I'm like, yo, like, who is this? And then the comments got me. So the comment was, oh, well, I, I see you and your dude, boo. And I was like, wait, like, I, I thought we were still like, what the fuck? We ain't together no more? Cool. So I, you know, pretty much instead of like speaking to her, I kind of like made an ass out of yourself with assumptions. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, I went and mind you, fast forward, this is her husband now. So no disrespect to him, but I was like, you know, pretty much me, I didn't know the circumstance. So they were all friends. She ended up meeting this guy through her friend and her friend was dating his friend at the time. So it was more so they were all just hanging out. And then just by the grace of God, they ended up being together. I'm very happy for them, by the way. Me at that time, though, I didn't want to acknowledge it because I was like, yo, I could be wrong about it. But instead of approaching her, I fell back. And me falling back was being like, okay, I'm going to fall back, but I'm going to fall in something else. So at that point, I went and I started doing like absolute whole shit. I was fucking with this girl. I was fucking with this girl. And it went from being a whole phase to a whole summer, from a whole summer to a whole winter, to a whole winter to, you know, it's spring and summer again. I'm doing this shit again. So, I mean, I'm stacking up bodies, but the issue is I'm stacking up bodies, but I'm not emotionally attached to them because I was still emotionally attached to the person that never actually admitted that, you know what, we need to sit down and have this talk. So once we actually came to it, this was like, like two or three years ago, we finally had the conversation and she says to me, she was like, well, I thought you were cheating because someone messaged me saying that you were doing, you know, you were doing whatever with them. And I was like, there was no way. Yeah. There was no way I could be doing something with them because I was on that ski trip that weekend. So 
apparently that person who told her that rest in peace to that girl, like she passed away. So we'll never get the answers to that because like, I was like, yo, I've never done anything with that person. I've never been in a situation with that person. So I can't go and ask her. So the only people that can talk are the people who haven't had conversations, which is her and myself. Once we had that conversation, we came to the conclusion that, you know what, like we were both really naive and thinking that the other person was wrong instead of coming to the table and talking like adults. So once we had that talk, it went from being the right place, wrong conversation, you know, the right place, wrong time thing to being like, you know what, that was a great moment. We spent that time together. We, we have love for each other. We'll always have love for each other. However, we can't do that again. Um, we're in a different space in life. We're in a different place in life. And more importantly, like, I just want the best for you with the person that you're with. If you can come to terms with that in any relationship, past, present or future, you end up being a better person. So I took the conversation that we had and applied it to my own relationship and marriage and say, you know what? I don't ever want to be in that position where I'm always thinking about what could have been with that person or what I could have been and should have done with that person. And just let that be what it was for the moment that it was and be happy with what I got. So Mm. there we are. Come on, life lessons. I, um... I, I had a relationship with somebody that I was friends with um, before I had kids. And over the years, we just kept in touch seldomly. And as friends, it seemed like it would be a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. To uh, be more. And so we tried it. And I felt like... With the way that he worked, he worked a lot. It felt like he was married to his job, how much he worked. And the access he had to his kids, which I I like because he was very hands-on. But it's kind of like, it's work or his kids. It's never like he got time in between. And it wasn't consistent. So then I'm just like... I felt like he was trying to like fill me into like the spaces in his life where I fit. And then the days or the weeks where I didn't fit was kind of like, I got to be on pause, but I also have to be in this relationship. And so I felt like a light switch and I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't be full a hundred percent in a relationship where I'm only sometimes engaged with the person. I'm only sometimes in communication with the person. I'm only sometimes um, talked to or like you talk to me in moods. And I feel like some people are just not ready, um, depending on how their life is set up, to have a relationship. Sometimes it's you might want a relationship, you may feel like having someone would be nice, but you don't have the room in your life to be fair right now to a person to have a relationship. And a lot of people don't want to hear that shit, but sometimes it's the truth. It doesn't mean that you're a horrible person, but I'm just not somebody where I could turn my feelings on and off whenever somebody else is ready. Like, you can't, like, not talk to me, like, for a week and then call me on Saturday and just, like, I'm ready to have a good time today with the person I'm in a relationship with. I'm just like, yeah, the fuck? I don't know what you've been on all week. Like, tell me about your week. Like, Like, I don't know. I can't be instantly happy because you're ready. Like, so that wasn't my thing. And, um, I don't know. I don't think people, uh, 
understand what qualifies a person as the right person for them. And that's a problem. So like to, to the listeners, what qualifies a person to be the quote unquote right person? For you, Greg, what qualifies your wife to be the right person for you? Do you have an answer? Where's Greg? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Greg, but for um, for me, as to what qualifies the right person, can I understand this person? Do I have an understanding of what this person is on? Right, that would be a characteristic for me. Is this person honest? Because at my age, I can't deal with somebody lying about something that's an actual factual. That shit will get under my skin. Um, can I respect this person regardless of whatever they got going on? Like, I need that. I don't know what's going to be great. Um, okay, we're back. Can you okay. hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. okay. But I was saying, like, what qualifies a person to be the right person for you? Um, honestly, the for me, the three stages of love. Um, for me, or my wife rather, um, it was lust, attraction, and attachment. Um, all those three she had. Uh, we went through the lust phase where we like we lusted after each other and we wanted each other. We got each other. We attained each other. This that. Um, the attraction was obviously there because you had the lust. Um, I should have actually put lust first, but the, I guess the way that Helen Fisher puts it, it's like lust. Oh, I couldn't hear you. Do you feel like you can have both in the relationship? You have to. Um, the thing is, if you can't lust after the person you're attracted to or the person that you have, uh, what are y'all there for? Like, why are you here? I, I need to be able to, honestly, I want to see you like, the first time I ever saw you, like every time I'm with my wife, I, it, now I don't say it feels like the first time. But it's always like, you know what? Like I, I want you now the same way I did nine years ago. And she hates that shit. Cause I'd be doing stuff. I'm like, Oh, like I'll walk with a pat on the ass because why not? Like that's my wife. <laughs> but you know, like you, you, you want to have that with any person that you're with. It doesn't have to be your wife. And I don't want to talk like I'm the Holy grail. Cause I'm married. Like you could be dating somebody. And if y'all don't have those three, like what's the point? Like you're kind of, taking yourself out of the equation for the betterment of that person so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go with this so according to helen fisher you have the three stages of love lust attraction and attachment and the whole thing is a complex neurological system to spur on reproduction the attractive phase tends to be the mushy romantic part when your brain is going through uh going absolutely off the wall for that person with dopamine um then you obviously have the attraction and the attachment um eventually the three stabilize each other because the dopamine gives away to the oxytocin and basically gives you a more stable, more calmer, long-term bond, AKA the relationship. So for me and my wife, like she was the first person that it was all three for me. Um, and it's sad because I've dated women like in my twenties and my teens and stuff like that. But there was either one of three, two or three, but there was never three of three. Um, and she was the first person. And ironically, like, you know, she ended up being the one because of the fact that she had all three. 
Um, there were women that honestly I lusted after and I, I got what I wanted and that was it. It was like, okay, great. Um, the lust part was there, but there was no attraction or I was attracted to them, but I didn't lust after them. Like I didn't, I knew for a fact that like we could, but I didn't chase it. I, I didn't want it as bad as I thought it one, you know, that I wanted when I got it. And a lot of guys, I don't want to speak for them, but they feel the same way. Like they will go and they will absolutely like be attracted to a woman. And the moment that they, they attain her and they start having a conversation with her and getting to know her, they're like, yo, I, actually, I'm really, I'm not interested anymore. Like you, you talk too much or you know what, like your feet stink or some shit like that. Like that right there is the attraction part. Um, and obviously the attachment, like if you can't be attached to the person that you're with, what's the point? Like you're not doing anything. You're just There's here. A, and at, the con is having the lust, having um, the attraction to a person and having like that um, connection. Mm-hmm. And then, Eventually, over time, you spend enough time with that person, you start to, like, love them. Mm-hmm. And the way that that can be a fucked up combination is if the person is not ready to be honest with themselves and they fuck it up. Yeah. They fuck it up for the both of y'all. Because once you have those three, it's hard to completely cut off a person it's hard to completely break it the fuck off sometimes you feel like oh this is just like a small bump in the road but it's actually like a big ass mountain that you can't get over with them because they're not even trying to recognize that there's a fucking mountain there of a problem so mm-hmm. when you have all three and then something about a person they don't want to realize or get better in order yep. to make the the better it's it's the the worst feeling to be like damn i thought i thought this was it because i actually like this person as a friend i actually could be around this person and don't have to fuck and still would like to be around this person i actually mm-hmm. engage with this person um in things that they like to do and they can actually be around me and not have to be all up over me to actually enjoy our company and you can't do that with everybody. So when you find like, I actually want to devour this person, I actually mm-hmm. would person. And then it doesn't work. It's a mind fuck because you try to yeah. figure like, what is it that you did wrong or what didn't you notice? And sometimes it could just be like, this person is just not ready to be honest with themselves about whatever it is that's in the way. Yeah. And that was honestly a lot of the women I talked about previously, you know, earlier in the show. Um, like I said, it was just two or three. I absolutely lusted after them. Obviously, I was attracted because the lust was there, but there was no attachment. Like, I, I don't feel like I don't say you were replaceable, but it's more so it's like it's here and there. Like, you know, once we get past the physical aspect of it, what else do we have? What attaches me to you? What brings me to the point where I want to not only make you my girlfriend, make you my spouse, where I want to be with you other than the physical aspect. And there are a lot of men who like, they don't do that. So, I mean, shout out to therapy. Therapy will tell you that. Um, that's why I, you know, I found out the whole situation with Helen Fisher. So, you know, before my wife and I, we got married, we, we went through couples therapy. And the reason why is because I feel like a lot of people, they think they know their spouse because they lay with them every night and they, they're with that person. But once they start opening up to somebody else and you have to actually stand outside of the window and peek in, you're like, yo, yeah. I, I, I didn't know that's what happens. So I tell people a lot, like, even if you're in a relationship, you don't have to be married go and sit down with somebody that's not your friend and let them listen to your spouse speak. There are a lot of things that your person that you're with 
won't tell you because they're trying to, I won't say they're trying to protect you, but they are, damn, actually they are trying to protect you. They are trying to make sure that you are offended by the things that you say. Too heavy for you or you won't be able to understand. Yeah. Like, you know, like, honestly, if you're in a relationship, I would say just do it. Like, it doesn't have to be a serious relationship or anything like that. Like, if you and this person, you know for a fact that you're talking, you met this person online, you've been talking for like, you know, a year or something like that. You want to go and get serious? Go sit down with somebody that's not you, their friend or your friend and just let them start asking questions. Um, it doesn't have to be a therapist. Just let them start asking questions about the two of you. And you'll learn so much more, not only about your pending relationship, you'll learn more about that person than they would ever tell you. And therapy for me like that, when it taught me the whole Helen Fisher thing, I was like, yo, like I looked at my wife completely different. Like, and the hardest thing I had to do was I had to sit in the car with her. We're riding home. And like, I was like, yo, I'm learning things that you were actually afraid to tell me. Um, yeah. And the reason why you were afraid to tell me these things is because you were trying to protect me, but I don't need protection. I need you to tell me what it is. Um, yeah. So I kind of got offended because I was like, you know, when she said, let's go to couples therapy, I was like, yo, why are we doing this? Like you and I can fix this. You know, we can fix whatever we have going on with us. So it's just you and I, but it's like, no, you have to have somebody there to mediate your situation. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure like therapy is not, you know, it's not really like free and it's not affordable for many people. That's why I say, talk to somebody that's not your friends. Like imagine having that same conversation with your best friend, you and your best friend know each other, but they don't know your relationship with that person. You have to talk to somebody completely different. Um, but I, I don't want to veer off too much from like the question that you originally posed, but for me, what made her the right person for me, was the LAA, which was the lust, attraction, and attachment. Um, nobody else that I know had all three. Um, and I feel like everybody, that if you're listening to this show, like take every relationship you've had, past, present, or future, and just apply that. Like you can say, you know what, I'm absolutely attracted to them. Um, I lust after them. But what's my attachment to them? H- how do I know for a fact that they can't just uproot and leave tomorrow? Uh, are they reliable? Are they somebody that's compatible with you? That's attachment. Compatibility is attachment. If you're not compatible, you're not, there's no way you can be attached. So basically when I say uh, compatibility, it relates to like the compromises that you need to make in order to stay with somebody, whether I'm sorry, and whether or not you are happy and you want to make them happy. So if you don't have lust, attraction and attachment, it doesn't matter. The relationship, it won't go far because you're pretty much, you're not full. You're half empty. So in mm-hmm. saying that, I think we got a voicemail. You want to press it? Or? Yeah. Having a conversation with somebody that's not your friend has got to be some of the best advice I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. When you say it, it clicks and it just makes so much sense. Yeah. Shout out to when, Rockford, man. when I went to um, therapy, it was because I needed an unbiased opinion about my mother because all of my friends was like, oh, your mother's so sweet. She's this. I don't think she meant it this way. Like, I can't talk to you about what's not working with my mother as I raise my kids because you're looking at my mom as my friend. And it took a complete stranger, a therapist, to be like, well... Your mom is wrong on that and you need to talk to her directly about X, Y, and Z because your relationship is not going to be better because she doesn't she doesn't know that that was the wrong way to do this at that time. And that's what it is. It's somebody who doesn't know the people in your life, who doesn't mm-hmm. have an opinion about 
um, how they feel about the person who doesn't have any um, outside judgment of the person because they made good cake or because they're always mm-hmm. um, to them. You don't know shit. You're just hearing the situation and you could give me thinking tools to work through this problem to find a solution. Therapy is not mm-hmm. about like people giving you things or fixing your problems. This is about giving you the tools to fix your own problems by yourself. So you don't have to come here for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, basically I, I left out of that whole like situation, like the whole therapy situation with my wife, the therapist said something and I apply it to everyday life. Um, therapy is, you know, it's therapy, but your relationship is the medication. Um, so you can go to therapy and you can get the prescription, but the actual medication is your relationship. You can't like, you can take the medication at home. You can do those things and you'll feel better, but you have to be prescribed at first. Somebody has to tell you, you know what, this is what's going to, you know, this is what it's going to take in order to fix you in order to make you feel better in order to make her feel better. Once you go and get that prescription, you feel it immediately. Once you feel it, boom, like everything just works out the way that it's supposed to. Um, and saying that, I mean, that's why a lot of relationships that we're talking about with this right place, wrong time is because a lot of people try to make things work that can't. Um, they're trying to fix. What was that quote? They're trying to put like a square peg in a round hole. I think that's what it's called. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, no lie. Like there, there are a lot of times that, you know, I'm only speaking on personal experience that I've done that. I've tried to make things work that honestly did not work. I knew they didn't work. But honestly, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm selfish about it. And I want that. Like I, I wanted her. She was like the, the prettiest thing in the world. Like that was what I wanted. And I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? Like looking back at it, I'm like, oh, thank God that it didn't work out. Not for, you know, because something happened, anything like that. So like, oh, like knowing who I was then, I wouldn't be who I am now. And I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have and the experiences that I've had. So it wouldn't have worked out. And I'm glad that life works pretty much the way it is now. That when you had said, um, someone that you can compromise with mm-hmm. that's very tricky because you can meet someone you like them you like spending time with them they're cool mm-hmm. um you think y'all could be in a relationship and you get in that relationship and you find yourself um talking to them about like okay if you got a house where you would you get a house and they say a mm-hmm. place that you hate and oh, you just yeah. like, well, if it's with you, I guess I will. And then you realize that there's somebody walking down the street with a dog and they're fucking terrified and they want you to cross a busy ass street just so they don't have to pass the dog that's on the leash. And you're just like, okay, so you, you don't like dogs? No, I don't like anything with four legs. So I'm mm. just like, fuck. So future wise, I know if I stay with you, I will never be able to have an animal. If we have kids, I will never be able to take them to the zoo because you hate fucking animals. And then you're and then you start to get to know your person to the point where you hear all of the things they do not fuck with. And then you have to think future wise. I have to cut off this that I like. I have to cut off this that I want. I have to cut off wanting this and and be like, you know what? He's nice to me or he's polite or um, he shows up in this way and completely forget a whole bunch of things that you want for the sake of you mm-hmm. being in a relationship. And I was doing that with the relationship to the point where I was like, fuck this. Like, I actually like these things and I actually want these things. And we're just not going to work because 
we do work in some ways, but in a lot of the ways that I want to grow in life and in my future, I don't want to be cut off because you have some fucking type of phobia or something you you just don't fuck with that I have to now not fuck with in order to be with you. And I think compromises that should be done in a relationship is like, maybe your person likes going to art galleries and you don't know shit about art. Mm. But it's date night. It's date night, and as long as you can get a, a few drinks and go chill and do something you like to do later, you'll go ahead and do it. Compromises are not like cutting off future opportunities that haven't come yet, but you just know this person does not fuck with it, so that's not even an option. Compromises mm-hmm. are not, oh, I'm going to cut off my whole fucking family just so mm-hmm. we can be in a relationship because you have a problem with my family. Those are not compromises. Those are people coming yeah. into your life to fucking control and mold you into a person that you're not. You're not. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, like you said, they, um, you know, I don't want them to, but a lot of people compromise themselves to make themselves compatible with that person. So like yeah. you said, people go like, there are guys who like, you know what? Like, you know, I get it. You have, I don't want to say expectations, but you have your requirements and your, your likes and things like that, but not everybody's going to meet all of them. I've seen people on Twitter. They have like, what's the best way to put it? Like they have expectations that exceed the efforts. There are guys who be like, you know what? Like I need a woman that, you know, she got short hair and, you know, it has to be her own hair and she, she has to dress nice. She got to have big titties. She got to have a nice ass, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, dude, you, you live in your, you live in your mom's basement. Like Listen, you, you aren't even, you're not you doing bare minimum. And you overweight and your beard don't fucking connect. Like what if women came to men the same way they come at women about what she needs to have? Yeah, and you know what? That I absolutely agree with because you know the counter is a lot of guys would be like, "Well, women have these expectations because you know the the whole the height requirement thing, stuff like that." If if that is the bare minimum, trust me, there are a lot of women who don't care about height. But me? when I see men, yeah, trust me. Like if you put a man and a woman's list, like, and you made a Venn diagram where you had like the the three what is it the three circles, and you say, you know what? What are your commonalities and the things that you want? Everything, for the most part, the first 15 things they're going to list are all physical attributes or something that has no tangibles in the next 10 to 15 years. They're like, oh, well, I, yeah, I need this person to, you know, do this, do this, do this. But the things that do matter, like, is that person family oriented? Like, what is their relationship with their family? They don't have to speak to their mom and dad, but what's the relationship with their actual family? Do they know their family? Um do you do they have respect for their peers? Like you don't have to hold the door for your peers and stuff like that, but do you just have like the bare like respect for them? When you go out in public, like do you care about your appearance or do you just like, you know what, fuck it? I'm I'm I am who I am and people they just have to deal with me. Are you that type of person? And like a lot of what we see on social media, the way that you carry yourself on social media is that you outside of social media. And nope. the the fact is it's an absolute false like statement. Basically there are people I've seen on social media and they talk a lot of like, like bullshit pretty much. I've seen mm-hmm. women, I can only speak for women, you know, from a man's perspective, but I'll see women be like, Oh, well I, I like sex and I do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. That's great that you do that. And I'm not like knocking you for saying that. But the thing is you can't be mad because what you're presenting is what you're going to be representing and what you're going to get. You're going to get a whole bunch of guys who are like, hey, I mean, you tweeted 64 times a day about how you love sucking dick and this and this and this. So yeah. that's what I, that's what I want. That is what I'm approaching you for. And I'm not saying women shouldn't be able to do these things. But I'm like, there has to be some type of balance. And there are a lot of people on social media, they go and they say these things 
to garner the attraction and garner the views and the retweets and stuff like that. And it fuels them. So they end up getting all these thousands of followers thinking that it's going to help their case. But then, you know, when they're finally alone and they put the phone down and they're like, you know, I'm actually not happy with things I said on there because my actual life isn't, I won't say it's not going right, but all the things I presented on there, it's not real. Like imagine right now, if we're on here, and we're talking about, you know, right place, wrong time. We're talking all these things that other people can hear that we're talking about only for us to go 15 minutes later. And we're like, you know what? We don't live that life. Like, truth be told, like me, like all the, all of our, no bullshit, like all of our guy friends, we have a guy group where we, you know, we talk, we talk about women, you know, we, we share little Instagram posts and stuff like that. Cool. But at the end of the day, we know for a fact who we are as men. Like, you know, shout out to the guys that I'm friends with. I'm not going to speak their names, but we have a relationship where we know for a fact that person might be married. That person might be, you know, in a relationship. That person just is happy with being who they are. And it doesn't make them a player or anything like that. It just makes them happy. But the thing is, they are who they are when I talk to them on the phone, the same way that they are on Twitter. When you and I started the show, I knew who you were as a woman, but more importantly, I knew who you were as a person. You don't compromise yourself for the stuff that you see on social media. But social media has become a situation instead of like a circumstance. So you have a lot of people on Twitter who say, you know what, this is my personality. This is who I am. But then if you get them alone or you're in a situation where you go on a date with this person, they can't read the menu. They don't know the salad fork from the regular fork. They don't know that, you know, there are restaurants that serve four course meals. That's why like when I see people on Twitter, I'm like, oh, you know. Let me get that salmon. Yeah. Like, and this is no dis- this is no disrespect to them, but it's like yo, like you you don't have to. Have, a lot of people think that you have to have culture in order to do certain things and live yeah. the way other people live. No, you just have to be you. The issue is a lot of people have a representative on social media, and they have a lot of representatives in relationships. And I've dated people where I you know I presented one thing, and you know even I had to look back. I'm like yo, like I, I know I'm lying to this person. I know that I'm not who she thought I was going to be for her. But you have to. Just be yourself. Uh, people who yeah. are themselves and are way more honest, they're more fun because then you could fucking relax. Yeah. Trust me. I'm telling you, once I actually came into my own and like, this is like, what, 2000, what, 9, 2010 with Twitter. And I've been that same person like forever. That's why when people are like, oh, Greg, you were like, you're out shop on Twitter. They're like, why don't you change your name? You're a family member. I'm like, no, because that's my avenue to actually just vent and do my things. Obviously, we talk podcasts and stuff like that. But I'm like, I still have those thoughts and I still am that way in person. When you and I talk, I'm the same person. I hate, all day when, long. People, I hate when people get married or they get in relationships and they act like they're now blind and they don't have hands and they don't have needs and they don't have like attraction to things. And people need to understand that you are still an individual in your relationship. You are still an yeah. individual in your marriage. But when you mm-hmm. make moves and you make decisions, you make it as a team. Yeah. I tell anybody who will listen to me when it comes to being married, like everybody's like, oh, how's marriage? Marriage is fun. But don't go and all of a sudden, just because you're married, you're in this box and you can't be an individual when everything is oh, like Chance the Rapper, for example. His music ain't been the same since he got married. Once he got married, it's, oh, I love my wife. Oh, I love my wife. I'm like, who are you as a man? Like, uh, and I remember, like, shout, shout out to Paco. So I'll- shout out to Paco. I- I don't know if Paco's in here right now, but Paco and I, we had a conversation and we were discussing, um, like not, we were discussing married life versus single life. And th- this went on for like a, about an hour, hour and a half. And, you know, I came to the conclusion that like, you know, I was trying to convince him why marriage is so good. But I was like, 
I've been on both sides. Some people just honestly are happy with themselves and they don't have to have marriage validate them to be the man or the woman that they are. So once we came to that conclusion, I was like, you know, what? I can never like judge him or say anything bad about because he's been at the point where he's comfortable with him. And yeah. once you're comfortable with you, you, you know, just tying it all in, you can be the right person for whoever it is because you're comfortable in you. So, you know, just to tie it back in, you know, the right place, the wrong time, stuff like that with the right one, that right person might be there for you, but are you the right person for them? You might be the representative that you're not for them. So, yeah. What's That's what I hate, man. I, I hate the, you know, I don't know why I keep getting these crazy dudes in my DMs. It's, it's, you, you have to expect that. We're not saying that it's okay, but it's some creepy guys out here in these streets. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just, just to like briefly like touch on that because we got another voicemail. You are what you present on Twitter, but you also have to give some balance. If you are talking about sex from eight o'clock in the morning to fucking eleven o'clock at night, and you're going and you're you're, you're, you're talking this, that's what people want to see. So when you start talking about oh you're in a relationship, people gonna fall back and be like, well she she been talking about this for fucking like you know for six months. And all of a sudden, yeah. she got a guy. And you can't be mad because the way you presented it wasn't saying, I'm doing this for my man. I'll do this for my man. You presented like, oh, I'm doing this shit and I do it for the right one. But it's like, but you already got the right one. Instead of talking about the shit you want to do on Twitter about how many dicks you've been sucked and how, you know, your past, stop talking about shit when you, like me, for example. If I was a guy, you know, if I'm on Twitter and I'm talking about, all the all the women I slept with and all the the whole shit I've done. I'm like, bro, I'm I, somebody can literally call me. I'm like, but Greg, you're married. Like some things, like you can talk somebody about and you can live in the past. Be able yeah, able to, but, but somebody can tell you when to know shit. Yeah, you, you have to have some balance, and a lot of people they don't have balance, and they don't have. I don't say they don't have depth, but it's just more so. It's like, yo, who are you? Like, once you get out of this little bubble of like social media and stuff like that, who are you? Like, can you carry a conversation? That's probably why a lot of our friends can't get on stereo because they can't go and carry an actual conversation. They can't go and say, you know what? I'm going to open an app and talk to a stranger. I'm going to open an app and have a conversation with people. I'm going to, you know, honestly, I'm actually pick up my phone and have a phone conversation. They, yeah. they can't do it because. People, I don't say people lack people skills, but there are a lot of people who their personality is their personality, but it's only online. When you meet these people, you can go to a bar with them and stuff like that. They won't talk. I told Q for as long as I've known Q, I was like, yo, you have a personality, but since social media has become your thing, you're in your phone. And since you're in your phone, you don't have to actually see the world I around you. Hey, people that go out and they in their phone, like, what the fuck you come out for? Yeah, trust me. I t- I've told my friends, like you know, including Q. Like, there's been times when we go out, and I'm like, I don't already, I already don't get a lot of time to myself to begin with. So when we yeah. do go out and we're drinking and we're doing stuff like that, I want to have fun. But y'all are in y'all phones. So like, you know what? I could have done this shit from my couch, and nice. I could have actually saved my money. That fifty sixty dollar tab, I could have saved that. Yeah. I honestly could have saved that. Um, but that that's just how we are. And you know, I guess the quarantine is so funny because the people during this whole quarantine there's only some not all but some people have been like man i miss outdoors i miss being able to do things i'm like no you don't because you were the same person when we weren't doing this quarantine you weren't doing shit people be like hey are you coming out tonight hey no i'm I'm gonna be in the house but now look at you you're stuck in the fucking house and you're sitting there looking stupid because all the things that you could have done with your life you didn't do it now you're regretting that shit you're living your life through twitter and stuff you're talking about i think there were people who be like oh yeah i can't go to the cookout or i can't go to this birthday party i can't go to this wedding i can't go to this christmas party now they're like man i want to go to everything i have friends right now shane you and i've talked about this i have a friend who 
include like my my sister and my brother-in-law they've never done hookah before they fucking hated hookah for some unknown reason now that hookah is the thing everybody's doing hookah i was like okay quarantine covid shit like that all that aside you're going outside and you're sharing shit through a pipe where everybody's inhaling and exhaling and shit but why are you doing it like you already know it's bad for you because of covid but why are you doing it and their answer is well this is the new wave so we're just riding waves now. I, I I just personally can't do it. But but what I you know, without talking too long, we got five voicemails. You want to hit the button? Yeah, you know, I think people don't realize that flaws are supposed to be there. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had some leftover Thanksgiving. It was great. Love y'all. I'm in here with y'all listening. You guys are having a great conversation. Um, it, it's you know it's something that I think. Honesty is something that used to be done in quiet, right? Like people that are real close to you, that's who knows you. It's mm-hmm. almost like once you get out there, you know, you talk to older people, they're like, you know, you got to put on, you got to put your makeup on, you got to make sure you always look right. You always got to make sure everything is looking like you got to look like, you know, like you shining, even mm-hmm. though even though you're broken on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I think people are over that. And I hope that people, since they are over that, we don't go back to having to come to, um, to conform so i think honesty is something that is so necessary and people just should just let it be you know (laughs) so i do i do appreciate back in the day when people actually presented themselves in a presentable manner when they left their house now Mm -hmm. it's kind of like people walk outside and they don't care and because they feel like shit they want to look like shit and everybody that they come around, they want them to feel like shit too. Like that energy travels. But as far mm-hmm. as like, um, honesty, sometimes today people get caught up in putting on the facade behind this fucking filter shit, behind mm-hmm. the YouTube videos, behind these emojis and, um, mm-hmm. you know, sis, yes, sis. They ain't this, this, and all of that. Like, I wish people were honest about the shit that they did that was fucked up. Why this thing didn't work. And if it was balanced where people was like, hey, yeah, I was in a relationship. Uh, He was handsome. He did work. He did these things. Let me tell you where I fucked up in that relationship so I could help the next woman out. Nobody's doing that. Men aren't getting online and saying man let me tell you how i fucked up my relationship that i have for the last 13 years dealing with some um around the way community pussy bitch like nobody's saying that and i feel like those to be said yeah but that's because people project online and on social media and they don't hold themselves accountable for shit that's why we had i want to say we have cancel culture for that but like for example kevin hart today like his whole shit with clubhouse we'll talk about that on another show but that's an example but yeah but we also have people who honestly they just they have no self-accountability like for example i blocked somebody yesterday because you know she she was talking about like men ain't shit and mind you the tweet that i made had nothing to do with men it was literally us it was sharing the show that we did recorded last night and she was like well men ain't shit blah, blah 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 so i asked her straight up i was like is everything okay because nothing I said to you had nothing to do with men. More importantly, it had nothing to do with, like, what is your personal gripe right now? Why are you doing this? So when I ask people that, they all of a sudden they get on the defensive. So what I do is I just block them. I tell them, like, yo, I hope you have a good day, blah, 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 blah. 
last night I was kind of drunk. So I just told her, I was like, you know what? No, you need to live with your demons. That's why when every single person, when men say women and shit, no, no bullshit, no bullshit. I, I just want one time for this shit to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but I swear I need it to happen. When a woman or a man says women ain't shit, bitches ain't shit, blah, 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 blah. The bitch yeah. or the men that they're talking about, I just want them to respond. Like, I wasn't shit because of this. Like, I need to know the other side of the story. I've seen so many cases of, you know, men being like, you know what? These hoes ain't shit, blah, 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 blah. Why they got to be hoes? Why are they this? Why are they this? Yeah. Or, you know, when a woman says men ain't shit, stop saying men ain't shit. Just say that dude that won't answer you back, that dude that you were fucking with, that you already do wasn't shit. He wasn't shit. He was not shit to you. And he, he ain't gonna be shit to the woman that he's with now. But the issue yeah. is, have you, here's the thing. Every single person, every single woman, and I have to say it like this without being disrespectful. Every single woman that I've heard that says that men ain't shit, that man be around. Be like, wait a minute, how is he not shit, but he still has a way and a form to contact you? And someone will say, well, he's contacting me even though I'm trying to avoid him. Yes, you can avoid him and that's fine. But the issue is, why is he on your mind so much? Let that go. Let him go. And again, I got to tie it back in. This is what happens when it comes to wrong place right person uh that person when you were talking to him yeah he might have been the right one it was the wrong time for you then but now you've grown you become a different person and now you see that character he's actually in his full form he is the final boss on mario you you don't want that motherfucker no more those be the same people men and women who mm-hmm. you know y'all relationship didn't work this person wasn't shit when they left and you were so happy that they left but if they get into a relationship where it's working and it's moving in ways that y'all relationship didn't move, now you mad that they happy in their relationship. Now you mad that they actually got somebody where it works exactly. and the problem was you. Yeah. But if in, I need somebody to ever like, add, you know, that's in here right now to either admit or just say, you know what? I realized that I might have been the problem because it can't always be the other person. I've seen this way too many times. I used to be that person. I used to be like, you know what? Like the reason why her did, you know, her and I didn't work is because it, it was the right place, wrong time. Or, you know, I, you know, she wasn't the right one for me and she didn't have this and this and this and this. But then when you reflect that, you're like, yo, like, wait a minute, this, this is a cycle. Like this is not the first or the second girl. We only like the third or fourth girl. And you keep doing them the same way and you keep getting the same result. At some point it's you. It is absolutely you. And once you have that self-accountability, like you don't have to ask these questions like what could have been, what should have been like, no, what could have been, it would have been, but it was you. I want to give like a ballpark figure, like 80% of the time, the situations that don't work out in our favor, we're the result of that. We're the reason why that happened because we didn't slow down and say, you know what, what can I do to improve that situation? What could I do to make that situation better? And more importantly, how did I communicate properly to that other person because shan i don't know about you but there have definitely been moments for me where i just did not communicate with that person Man, i didn't answer I those used texts to back. Be the queen of reading the text how i wanted to read it not as what it said and mm-hmm. how many arguments that got me into he was like man look at your text i did not say that and i would read it real so I'm like okay okay <laughs> oh, that was me that was me I am, I am to this day, and you know, I have to acknowledge it because it's the truth. I am the king of, I will get a paragraph text message and respond okay. Because I hate that passive shit. I will pull up. Yeah, like, 
and it's, it's not me being like, you know, I had to kind of change recently where it's like, you know, I message now instead of saying, okay, I was like, okay, give me some time to actually think about this because people will just fly off the cuff. Like that's the proper response. Just say, you know what, give me a moment to actually reflect on this. But for me, I know I've done it and I've had it done to me where people either I sent a, like a long paragraph and then you send a long paragraph, but yeah. we're just waiting for those three dots. Once I see those three dots and it's like, say for example, right now, Right. Like right now it's 1043 p.m. Right. So mm-hmm. if I sent you a long paragraph at 1043 and at 1044, all I see is dots. I'm like, oh, you didn't comprehend what the fuck I said. Like, no, nope. you are literally you're reading to respond to that <laughs> shit. Like, and the this is how I combat that shit. What I used to do is after I said whatever the fuck I wanted to say and, and after everything I said, you hit me with the OK. Mm-hmm. All right. I will turn off my motherfucking re-receipts. Man. Oh, no. I tell you, they don't get, they'll get a man to pull up very fast when you turn off oh, your yeah. motherfucking receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Lord almighty. Uh, I, I, I got to say this. We, we haven't said this, like, all show, but if you were fucking with the content, if you're fucking with the show, please just, like, give us the clap. More importantly, like, share this. Uh, obviously follow the people who are leaving voicemails and stuff like that. We do have voicemails, but you know, in order for us to go up the leaderboard, more importantly, in order to reach a more wide audience, we need the claps. The claps apparently are the algorithm. So please like feed the algorithm, give us claps. All it takes is for you to listen and just clap. If you agree, even if you disagree, just fucking clap. So thank you all for listening. Let's get to this next voicemail though. I mean, I, I want to be married. You know what I mean? I think, um, I think self-care, self-happiness, and like really, really knowing who you are first as a person is more important than, you know, trying to figure out who you are and then you get married and you try to figure out that person. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to Paco. And I think in couples, sometimes, you know, I see couples online and they're like, I follow some pages on IG where the couples are so like perfectly happy and everybody looks so good and and I believe it and then I'm and then, but I also have in the back of my mind I'm like but is that for put on you know is that something that mm-hmm. is you know because behind closed doors is always different you know p- people used to look at my relationship and be like oh I want to be like you and Kevin and it's like y'all don't even understand like I thought <laughs> honestly I thought people were trolling me because we were going mm-hmm. through a lot of struggle and. Um, you know, people don't really understand the hard work that it takes to go through and be with somebody. You're not going to always be compatible. Some things are not going to make any mm-hmm. sense as and why, how you two people end up being together. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense. But if you're honest constantly, it can break through some of the chatter, some of the fakeness. And I'm just- Absolutely. And then I'm kind of funny about it because I don't really want to judge people. I kind of feel like, well, if you're putting something online, you're putting a part of yourself, even if it's a hyped up part of yourself, you know? So there's a part of that where it's, I don't know. I'm I'm trying my best to kind of get myself out of this thing of um, trying to, uh, trying to identify somebody's intent. I think we do that so much. You know, I, you know what you are. You trying to say this? You're trying to say that, or what you really trying to? It's like, well, what if it? What if? We, what if you just take the person at face value at first, and then, and then see what they, what they actually, how they actually move, and then there's a, there's an intuition. Sometimes your intuition just like okay, and you just move on. You know, life is complicated. People are complicated. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. When I see social media couples, and when I say social media couples meaning the man has a high frequent post page and the woman mm-hmm. has a post page and then they have a page where they post together and they're married, I'd be like so who y'all putting on for? Because yep. clearly you went to your wife, clearly you went to your husband, and you're doing poses separately sometimes to attract people who are single to be on your page. So my thing would be like, are they really, truly happy or are they putting mm-hmm. on that really, truly happy? Are they miserable people and they're doing this because it gets them a certain amount of clicks? And to be honest, I'm probably the type of person where you're not going to know who I'm with. You're not going to know that I'm like stupid happy in my relationship. And I don't want my person on my social media known that this is my person because I feel like you you bring in problems into a relationship that has nothing to do with everybody else. It's just y'all. Yeah. So that whole habit of, posting oh i'm in a relationship on your facebook man that was like college when i stopped doing that shit because i don't want nobody coming on my post being like why did you post this um Mm -hmm. what are you doing why are you still on here like sir get out of here get out of here so you have to get sometimes you need to give your person their fucking space and sometimes the space Mm -hmm. could be I don't need to talk to you on social media. I don't need to text you all day, every day. I don't need you to sit on FaceTime with me just because we're in a relationship and you have access to me. I don't need to be friends with the people you know. You don't need to be friends with the people I know. Um, Just so there's like this space of, let me tell you about my day because you don't know shit. Like, could you imagine asking somebody about your day and y'all been together all day? Like, what the fuck are y'all going to talk about? Yeah. Oh man, I've I've had people say to me, um, like, why why don't you post uh, a lot of photos of like you know you and your wife and stuff like that? I'm like, oh. because the the reason why like you know I have to give the answer because somebody's gonna be like, well, why? Um, the reason why is because everybody reads into everything. Like, you know, when we were doing that and we were posting a whole bunch of photos, like there was the meme of, well, if you're posting so many photos of you and your relationship, things must not be going right. So I was like, okay, so we can't, we can't be happy and be with the person. So we're just posting these photos. <laughs> so we, we scaled back on posting photos. Cause it's like, okay, like, you know, now we have the baby. And then it's like, well, why don't you post photos with you and her? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, honestly, y'all haven't seen us enough. Y'all haven't seen nine years of photos of us. We together. We're good. Um, you know, <laughs> We, we know we'll post like the birthday and the anniversary stuff like that because we're still together we're still very happy but the thing is you have to not try to take your happiness and then add it to social media especially okay. instagram because people will see that shit and be like oh well they're happy how can i fuck that up because yeah. you know w- w- without saying too much um and you know shout out to like you know like Baylor and Paco, you know, my, my compadres, the reason why I call them my compadres because they agree and more important they've seen because I've talked to them about these things but being a, a married man and you're posting about your happiness, people see that shit. They don't even want that shit. They just want to like slightly interrupt that. They just want to go and see how they can angle themselves into find out more and get information in. Y'all can't get it from me. Um, Cause I just rather be happy in mine and not be involved with y'all. So my rule of thumb is I just stop posting a whole bunch of photos of us. We post a baby left and right all day because cutest thing in the world, but 
us when we on vacation yeah we're gonna post them photos we're gonna have fun with that but i don't want people to kind of like psychoanalyze the relationships and the things that you post on social media because of the fact that you're posting if you happy yeah like that i think that meme it it really put me over the edge because people will post like every one of my friends that were single were posting that shit they were like well clearly if you're in a relationship and you're posting photos of yourselves then y'all must not be happy i was like yo Oh. That is the most ass backwards shit I've ever heard in my life. Is you uh, in your relationship? Yeah, it's it's the constant moving of the goalposts. People are like, wait a minute, they're happy because they're posting photos together. Like, aren't you supposed to do that? Like, this is a this is an app where all you do is post photos. Like, you can post photos, you can post stories and stuff like that, but you're posting about your everyday life. Like, we're not sitting here, we're not like models for fashion over nothing like that. We're together. Let's post these photos, but. You know, somebody takes offense to it, but without saying too much, we got plenty of voicemails to play. And people do not like to dance anymore. It's like, <laughs> why are you here? There's yeah. music here. Mm-hmm. There's a beat. There's a rhythm. Just do it. Everybody's just, just go with what you feel. If you feel good, you should move like you feel good. Like, get that energy going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really me, can't take but... the whole... <clears throat> okay, this is probably going to hit hurt a lot of folks because I have know a lot of people that are in this situation. Do it. But I have guy friends and I have girlfriends who have bad, bad tastes in their mouth still about their their children's fathers. And you know, my thing always is at some point that person was like just it- like everything to you right like that person was like you woke up in the morning and all you wanted to do is be around that person and something went south and I think you know like hearing one of my guy friends who ended up you know successfully getting uh custody over his children just dog out his children's mother and I'm like dude those are still your kids mother like there's got to be a relationship there you got to be honest with yourself about why it went that way because you probably played a role in it too and same thing for my g- girlfriends. And same thing for myself. If I, you know, I've had my moments and I had to be real. Right. It's about being honest with yourself because it's easier to blame, you know, the kids' dads when, you know, the relationship didn't work in your favor. But if you could honestly exactly. like, I went into this with no plan and I didn't have plans for them. And this is just what it is because they weren't ready and the responsibility is more so on me right now. And that's just mm-hmm. what the fuck is. But at least you own the fact that you knew this person was immature and you knew this person was just like out here doing whatever they wanted because that's what is going to be in the end. Just because you're mm-hmm. ready to mature as a woman doesn't mean this person is ready to mature. Just because you're ready to mature as a man doesn't mean you could change this hoe into a housewife and a great mother. Sometimes the great mother part doesn't come to the holes until 20 years later. And then you have to raise this child by yourself. And then they have to try to figure out, does this child even want me to parent them as a teenager? And they probably don't Mm. because teenagers are unforgiving as fuck. So if you weren't there Mm. in the beginning, it's going to be shitty for you later. But some people don't realize that. At all. Greg, I agree. Self-reflection is key because if you continue to not even only attract these people you say ain't shit, but entertain them, it's something about them that you either saw in yourself or as a reflection of yourself. So until you sit back and see 
what role did you play a part in the entertainment or attraction of this person? Like you're just going to be in a repeated cycle of attracting the same, as you would say, or as they would say, ancient type people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. H-U, right. I do want to say about Paco, to Paco about that, that, you know, sometimes you won't fully find yourself. Sometimes you need to be tested by, with being in a relationship with somebody else. This is why human interaction is so important because I mean, the whole purpose of us, I mean, everybody can argue this, but a part of our purpose is that we do interact with each other. We do test each other. Our characteristics run friction against each other so we can actually be tested to be, hopefully, choose the better part of ourselves to be the representative of ourselves. So in a relationship, you can actually grow with someone. I think that's a mistake that a lot of young people make, that they think that they can't grow. They don't have the patience for it. But you know, if there's, I think I was listening to, hey, Greg, say something about like the three things of the attraction. Um, I can't remember the other two. I'm so sorry. So, so sorry. Um, compatibility or something. But but a lot of it is some of that. But you have to work through those things, too. And you have to, you have to grow through mm-hmm. those things as well. And it makes you, it does make you stronger. You, you become more of an honest person, I think. Yeah. And the three were, uh, was it lust, attraction and attachment? Um, and that's according to Helen Fisher. So lust, mm-hmm. attraction and attachment. A fucking men. I cannot stand when people sit up there and be on the phone and you are just collecting air. Both of y'all can hear each other breathe, everything in the background, but it's like as soon as you say, All right, let me get up off this phone. Why? Why you gotta get up off the phone like that? It's just crazy to me. Right. Mm, man, what absolutely I remember in absolutely. high school college, I used to sit on the phone with the person I was with. From fucking 9 p.m. to like 6 in the morning. I'm just like, my G, what the fuck are we talking about right now? Mm. Who, who's paying mm-hmm. the bill right now? Oh, yes, Lord. I'm so on that. Like, I cannot. I post for the sake of, you know, people want to see what people look like, right? You always want a face to the picture, a face to the voice. But to just do it just for the sake of like, look what we did. Look how we, I just can't, I can't do it. Like, I, it's, it's sickening mm-hmm. me. And recently, my husband posted, uh, was celebrating my birthday. I'm not a big birthday person. Only on the tens. Tens and this decades. And I was like, okay, I, I made it this far. I'm going to celebrate that. But in between, I'm like, this is another year. I'm glad I'm alive. Great. And he posts every damn picture. And I'm like, I'm not prepared for this much attention. I mean, even though, yes, we're on stereo, right? We're talking. But that's because we have something substantive to talk about. We want to be able to create a conversation. We want people to think and talk about different things, but I don't, I'm not really here for the materialism. I'm not really here for the imagery that that doesn't necessarily matter to me unless it's actually telling a story. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I hate, I hate a lot of attention. Um, when I'm in a relationships, I hate when people make it known that they're taking pictures of me because it makes me uncomfortable because I feel like you're watching me. I know you're watching me now. You have to sneak it through that shit. And I don't, I don't like just knowing like somebody's about to do something to me for me and I have to mentally prepare for that and I, I'll be so uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just like, don't do yeah. it. Don't do it. No, but I think on a human <laughs> level, on a basic level, like there's a lot of people that are people that aren't happy with themselves. And there is something about the posting that's a little bit boastful. I, I mean, at least for myself. Yeah. Like I realize you know, there's there's some people that might be not feeling so great about their 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 day, and I'm, I know people will say, "Well, I don't give a f about them." Like, 
I know sometimes I curse, sometimes I don't. I don't know what happens, guys. It's just I come from a household <laughs> we used to do a lot of F and mother, mother shoot. <laughs> so it's still in me. Bear with me. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it. I think that there's a lot of there's. We should care a little bit more about what other people are going through before we post yeah. things. We should be a little bit um, compassionate. Like being boastful does ignite that feeling of like jealousy and envy. Like you don't want to invite things that you don't have to. So I think it just depends. But then at the same time, you also have to live your life. And some people are going to have to get past that. But there's a very gentle, fine line in walking that. You know, we have to be co- conscious about our own behaviors and how that can affect, affect others, too. Mm. See, shout out to E. Ruth. Good grief. Not only is that a fact, that is law. If she said it, it is law. And we are going with that. Um, obviously, again, I have to continuously say this. Like, if you're fucking with the content, please like it, share it, and do the little, like, hand clap thing. Because... It helps. It helps a great deal. Um, and saying that, Shane, you know what? We had so much that we already skipped over in terms of our topic. Uh, we talked about the right person, right, uh, wrong time. But yes. do you want to talk about the can true love die out and then go from there? Or? Yes. Um, before we get into that, uh, mm-hmm. do you believe in soulmates? Or anybody listening, do you believe in soulmates? Uh, oh, um, well, if she's ever taken your soul, that is your mate. So therefore, yes, I, I believe in the soulmates. Um, it, it just so happens that like my soul's already been taken. So therefore, like, <laughs> clearly, clearly I ain't got a mate. So oh, you know, if, if she if she if she take your soul, she's your mate. Uh, so fellas, that is law. If she has taken your soul, that is your mate. Uh, good luck with that, though. Mm-hmm. I uh, I used to believe in soulmates, but I don't believe in soulmates anymore. What do you want? Yeah. Uh, for for me, um, when it, when it comes to soulmates, so to be like completely like transparent without being like the jokester, um, the soulmate thing, like you, I don't want to say I believe it. I just feel like a lot of people they try to like they're trying to manifest like uh, a a bond, and you know if it's there. So the whole idea of this is my soulmate. No, y'all are together, and it was I don't say it was supposed to happen, but it happened, and you made it work. Like yeah. there was no like, you know, there was no tarot card that said, you know what, you and that person are meant to be together and y'all are together forever. No, it worked out. Y'all, y'all are compatible. Like, you know, we talked about earlier, you are compatible and it's that like there is no science behind this. It's, you know, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, well, the you know, God brought that man to me. No, mm-mm. that's like saying Tyler Perry brought that oh, man to you because you saw six of his movies. Like your parents would be like, yeah, I saw her at the diner and. I when I saw her, I knew, and we've been married for the last thirty six years. Or yeah, mm-hmm. we went out on the date with the movies, and I've been taking her out on dates ever since. And we just been married for like that type of shit. Don't 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 work no more. The oh mm-hmm. yeah, I got this chick pregnant, so we gonna get married now, and now our marriage is gonna work. Like we can all be big boy and his wife. Like mm-hmm. sometimes that shit is not gonna work. If it was where you had a kid with somebody and y'all got married and y'all relationship worked then there would be no baby daddies and baby mamas bingo maybe you just get it that's why your name is she gets it Um, I just wish people would think the same way because I mean it's honestly it's just the truth it's just the truth Um, All right. my next question is can true love die out yay or nay can true love die out? Um, um, me, I believe a relationship, it's only right 
if we don't need a time machine to make it work. Um, so can true love die out? Like it was, it wasn't true love then because like true love, I feel like it happens and you know it, but it doesn't die out because you would still have love for that person and it can still be true. So it doesn't die out. It's just more so you just weren't the person for, you know, you weren't the right one for that person, but you can still have true love for them. That could always be the person that you love forever. They just didn't die out. So now that's my answer. The pro and con with love. It feels good when you're in it and when you don't want to be in it, you can't like erase this shit. You just always going to have like maybe like a teaspoon or a tablespoon or uh, three-fourths cups of, but there is always like some sort of love there for a person. But you mm-hmm. just put the fact that you can't hate this person because you have love for this person, but you just know there's limitations to the shit now. And that's what it yeah. is. The thing I hate about like loving people in relationships is when it doesn't work and you want to forget them and you don't want to remember like some good shit that happened in your head and you don't want to text them. You don't want to check up on them, but you wish y'all was cool enough to check up on each other and you got to fight mm-hmm. that. So you just don't feel that shit anymore. Like, that's the part I hate about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, like when it comes to true love, like, you know, obviously my wife, I feel like that's true love, not just because we're together and we've been together. It's more so it's like, it wasn't defined. Like it wasn't something where I had to grow into it and accept that I was in love with her. It was just, I knew it was genuine. So that's true love to me. Um, when it, when you come into terms of like, can it die out? I don't think it can die out. People just might, they might grow. Um, but in terms of can true love die out, I just think humans get bored. The love never died. It's just honestly, people get bored. That's why, you know, women cheat because black men don't. Um, I'm I'm sorry. Um, so I was just saying, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't, I, I didn't realize I said that out loud. I'm sorry. Please, please, please forgive me. I didn't say that out loud. Did I like, they, they, didn't, hear, they didn't hear me when I, they didn't hear me when I said, uh, we, we don't cheat, uh, because us black men, we just don't do that. Um, now I will say, uh, I've been cheated on, and I'm sure that there are people that are cheat, but uh, us black men, we don't do that. I, I stand with us. Um, I, I stand with us. Um, and, and any black man that's in this room, I am campaigning for us. We do not I cheat. We do not cheat. Um, that, that, that's just the law. I'm not going to say anything else because I, I don't want to get canceled because, you know, it is 2020, and anything <laughs> you say can and will be held against you in no, the court no. of law. So. <laughs> voicemails why you want to shut you up sometimes uh your soulmate i think it was e ruth that just uh replied to my comment or whatever but yes. sometimes your soulmate can take your soul and it's hard to get it back when the shit is over with so yes. that's why it's important yeah. for you to know who you are before you get into a relationship mm-hmm. because you and never forget who you are is important while you're in the midst of this relationship Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many people do you know, Shan, that have literally that you know personally, like your friends, family members, stuff like that? They get into a relationship and you're like, who the fuck is that person? Like, boy, person I, with the same person. They fall off the map. And then when the relationship yeah. don't work, they come to you all depressed and beat up. Not physically, Man. just like their spirit is beat up. 
man, I have a family member who they, they got married and they kind of, they distanced themselves from the entire fucking family. It was just like, yo, where, where's that? Where's she? Where, where'd they go? And once the thing didn't work out, all of a sudden it's, it's family, this and family needs to be together. Family needs to stick together. I'm like, you know what? The family been sticking together. It's just been you. Um, and the things people do for love is just insane. Um, especially knowing that, you know, everybody can read the room. So do you think that the people who do stuff like that, like they fall in love and then forget the people that were around them, their friends, their, you know, family members and stuff like that. Do you think the reason why they fall back into the things they do is because they know for a fact that their family can read right through that bullshit? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Sometimes their family can read right through it. And sometimes their family can drive the truck through that hole where they don't mm. want them and they want them to be with somebody who has a lot of money so they can borrow some and never give it back when they borrow twenty dollars. And they just mm. they some people's families just ruin shit. Like the whole comparison of what people do when they're in love in a relationship and they, you know, they disappear and their family doesn't see them. That is exactly what happened to me when I had my kids. Mm. I don't don't go see my my relatives i don't need them to meet my kids the ones that needed to meet my kids they met them already i stay in my mm-hmm. house we go to family functions because it'd be full of drama and i'm just very like to myself like even for thanksgiving i'm not the one doing roll call on my phone telling people i haven't seen all year happy thanksgiving if i don't talk to you i just don't talk to you yeah that's the energy and we keep it that is the energy <laughs> god bless we I, some I do man. think there is something to soulmates i just think that too many people say it so prematurely right like mm. i think for you to get to the place of being a soulmate you have to really go through some dark dark struggle shit there it is made it happen yeah. I didn't follow the rules from house from growing up. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I, I do think that it's it, some people just throw it out there so prematurely because they feel like it's the it's in the moment, right? And mm-hmm. we all know when it's that moment that lust you were talking about when you're in that moment, you just all in it. It's like a hundred, it's a thousand. You cannot you cannot see past it. But if you go through some things and you're able to get past those things together and realize that you have there's a bigger vision there's a bigger goal like these those little things were meant to be there so that you could overcome and you can you know get stronger you can be a better person i was talking about that mm. Mm-hmm. profound um question while i go, go through the two voicemails um can you fall in love with someone twice oh um you want me to answer it now or before just think about it. I'm going to play these voicemails and then I'll keep the uh, Okay. Sorry. I think true love, it it doesn't die out. It's like a burning, you know, but it, you have to put in perspective, right? Because some people can take it there and be like, okay, this is something more than it is. And sometimes it's just love. For example, without going into so much detail, um, I recently made amends with someone that I had a childhood sexual experience with. Um, mm. and that experience really messed me up for a long time. Like I really, uh, did not understand the value of myself. I thought of myself, I thought of my value as being something that was just related to like the ability to be sensual, right? Even in my, my, my marriage, like I just, sensuality was what I led in my marriage versus like really understanding myself. Mm. 
That's interesting. And yeah, but I hated this person for so long. But underneath all that hate was like real love. Like I really actually loved this person. I really was just disappointed. I was upset because I had tried to confront the situation early on. Um, and he kind of dusted it off like it hadn't happened. I don't know if he just wasn't ready to deal with it. I don't know if his maturity level and he was going through a lot himself. And so um, I, but long-term, like in the future, you know, we ended up addressing a lot of the issues, what was happening when we were children. And, you know, why do we feel that way that we felt? And why did I feel the way that I felt up to this point where I was like, had so much hatred and deeply was love, but I had to put it in perspective that I have love for you, but you know, it, it has its boundaries. And I will yeah. always love this person, even with our, you know, history growing up. So I think true love can be there. I don't think it dies. Um, I think it's, you either have love or you don't. This is a thing. You can't hate anything or anyone unless you once loved it. Mm. Unless you once look forward to it. You can't um you can't truly uh understand someone unless you were ignorant to something that they helped you understand. Like there's always like a yin and a yang to your feelings and your emotions that you give people. So there was like a post, um, Akeem had posted where this guy, I guess, ran up on his kid's mom and she was like out eating and drinking with a group of other people and some man. And she, she was so cool and relaxed and his energy was on a thousand. And I was like, you know what? He's mad at himself from knowing for months and probably years that she wasn't shit and allowing her to, you know, play her part in it. And, and while he was like struggling to do whatever she was not living up to be. And mm-hmm. he came that night and gave her so much energy for not being at home with her kid and wanting to be out during this fucking pandemic and having drinks or whatever with some man. And she was so chill about it. And that's my thing where people have to understand like, you're done here. You've given enough energy. Anything else is going to throw you over the top. Exit left. And his his energy was, you know this chick ain't shit. You're just mad that you're out here making a fool of yourself. And the mm-hmm. ending result is going to be the result that it should have been six months ago. You leaving and not giving her energy. Mm-hmm. On my mind. I can so relate with that. She gets it, Pod. Because um, me and my husband was the same thing. We were married young and, you know, he was a dreamer. So they about the Dream Act kids, the kids that got here when they was like two, one or two years old. The parents was legal, but the parents had never got their shit together. It's one of those. Yeah. Long story short, his mom was a single mom. I don't blame her. We're past that. It is what it is. But mm-hmm. my family was like, oh, you need to be with somebody else. Like, you, you're going to have to go through struggle. And I'm like, I know, but I love this person. Like, what am I supposed to do? And liter- and then I knew, like, the kind of household I grew up in. It was very contentious. And I did not want my kids to have any of that shit rubbed off on us. So yeah. we did. We moved the right way for, like, 10, 12 years. And two years ago, three years ago, is when we kind of started getting in the circle. But then even then, it's kind of like, well, you know, you know, we still gotta, I still got to, I still have to keep my foundation for my family, my right. my children and my husband. So you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Yes. Be smart. Do he, Ruth, got a book or a podcast? Uh, please shout it out.
Um, he need one, right? No, she just um married to a very intelligent man, a man out here named Kev, and uh, she's just very knowledgeable and she's very smart. And uh, we must do a recording together, but she's one of our many followers that we found through the stereo app, and uh, yeah, she's good people. Absolutely. So, do you have Absolutely. your? Can you fall in love twice with somebody? Can you yeah. be in a relationship and not work, and then later in life they come back and it's like the same thing again? Um, I don't believe you can fall in some, you know, in love with someone twice. Um, the reason why I don't believe in it is because I don't want to be disappointed twice. Um, See? that and yeah, that and falling in love more than like once, like it's worse because you know the fact that all the work you put in and you did it twice to put in that work. It's like, wait, it failed first and now it's failing <laughs> again. Um, I, I just don't want to do that. Um, I think a lot of people who think that they fell in love twice, just mm-hmm. uh, they find relationships to be like really tiresome. Like, um, mm-hmm. and the thought of learning new people, it, it's not worth the investment. Like it's the same way with friendships too, but you know, we're talking about relationships. So just on that surface, um, a lot of people, the reason why they go back and the reason why they try to make things work and they want to be in love with that person again and they want to rekindle things is because they don't want to invest the time and the effort in learning a new person and getting familiar with a new person or falling in love with the person that they should have fallen in love with at the beginning. Or, you know, they've never actually been in love. They love that person. That person didn't love them back. Therefore, it wasn't love. It was your infatuation with that person and your attraction to them, that lust that we talked about earlier and everything else. But you didn't really love that person. You had all the strong feelings, but you can't have it. I don't believe in like one way love. I personally, I don't. Somebody might disagree. I just don't want to believe that people go out and say, you know, what? I'm in love with a person that doesn't love me the same way I love them. That has mm-hmm. to hurt. I'm sure I'm sure it happens and it happens every day. But me, I don't want to live my life knowing that I put in a hundred percent and you gave me thirty. Like I, I would imagine. That's right. Um, imagine, yeah, just imagine you've been in love with somebody for like you know for a fact you love that person. You did everything. You bent over backwards, and then that person they say this isn't going to work. And mm-hmm. then when they come to the realization that you are the one for them and they fucked up, they come back to you and you're like, you know what? Let's just make this work because I still love you. I still care for you. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they didn't care about you the first time. That's why they fell in love with you knowing that they couldn't have you. And then when they did that, then you're like, you know what? I'll give them a second chance. That's why I, me, how do you fall in love with somebody twice if you loved them the first time and they didn't love you back? Because if they loved you, the love is always going to be there. It's never a situation where they have to like all of a sudden gain it for you uh, i don't want uh, that leave that yeah. shit away from me yeah like um that's why it's smart to exhaust all possibilities of you working with somebody before you like this is the end because once you yeah. try to try that shit again which i've done once um what happens is there's an insecurity wall that builds up where any yeah. art that happens or any disagreement or long time without speaking, people start thinking the worst or thinking like, did I do something wrong? Or um, uh, are you about to leave? Like, no, I'm not about to leave. I just wanted to have a day where I can have it to myself. I'm not about to leave. Like, and it's hard to want a confident man 
and a confident partner that's always um, ready to cry or be in his feelings about, you know, you just being able to go through your emotions in a relationship in a healthy way. And they always bring up like, you know, you might leave or what if you, you come and you don't like it. And one day you just get up and like, what if I go outside tomorrow and I want to go to the mm-hmm. grocery store and a car hits me and my life is over. Like there's so many mm-hmm. possibilities, but if I tell you I'm here and I'm trying and I want to work, I don't know what else I can do to build back up your confidence in this relationship. Yeah. And if your confidence yeah. is not here in this relationship, then you're clearly not ready and this is not going to work because I can't. Yeah. Like for me, when it comes to like the loving people twice, um, I talked to a friend about this and pretty much we, we came to the conclusion, like it's the, the rope in the quicksand situation, but it's a little bit different. So say, for example, you're in this relationship, you want to be with this person and you know, you know, for a fact, you're doing the work, but both of you are in the quicksand together and they're just closer to being able to get out. So they get out, but do they reach back? So they have the rope. So you have the rope. Now, either they hand you the rope so you can get out of the sand or they hang themselves with it. A lot of people would rather hang themselves with it because they're like, you know what? I, I did what I did. I did my part, but I'm not going to do for you. So in relationships, it's the same way. It's like, do you want somebody who's going to take the rope and assist you and bring you into like the relationship or, you know, into that bond with you, that connection? Or do you want somebody who's just going to take the rope and be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'll be back to come and get you. But, you know, when and when, you know, whenever it just might happen, then I don't want to wait for people. And a lot of people, they wait for not only the one the person it's not even the one that actually is their number five that person is so in love with that person that they care about so much like they love them oh my god he he do this for me he do that for me she do this for the, she, you know, all that you don't really love them you just you don't want to know anybody else they might that person that you should have with the rope they're not there because you keep depending on somebody who's continuously let you down i don't want to be let down so no like i don't think that you can fall in love with somebody twice you let me down once you know shame on me but there won't be a second time at all won't be fooled again ain't that the the term from that tv show won't get fooled again like nope not the guy (laughs) not here our new updated topic is are you in love or are you just lonely i'm gonna check my voice but get into it can you fall in love with somebody twice um no I'm not saying that it hasn't been done, but I know (laughs) for my particular situation, nope, the ship has sailed and sunk to the bottom of the sea like the Titanic. So there is no, Mm -hmm. there is no second chance. Mm. I do. I really do want to. I, okay, first of all, I'm I'm gonna tell y'all this. I'm so terrible at social media. I'm a mess. I don't know how many times I put a post as a video and I take it off, and I'm like, what? That's not a hashtag. I didn't put Hey Greg to somebody else, and I went to a page. I was like, that don't look like who that? That ain't she gets it. <laughs> so I'm really navigating through this. I'm I'm such so, like I know I'm a millennial, and I'm ashamed of myself that I've been a hermit for so long. I want to get on some talks with you all. I try to navigate through that. Um, yeah. so I really have to like, I'm going to have to message you all on this side. Um, cause I love the conversations that we have. I'm not at all on the level of what you all are doing. Maybe I'm a little terrified. This is kind of like a small it. baby step you for me, but, um, I do enjoy having these conversations with you all. So I appreciate the shout outs as well. And 
Okay. It's too much though. But sometimes it's just too much and I feel very uncomfortable. But I also appreciate it. But I'm also uncomfortable. Damn it. Absolutely. You know. <laughs> Shout out to Eru. But don't you think that is though, hey Greg, about like the people loving somebody half like one sided love, like the what is it? Mm-hmm. Unrequired unrequired it what is it? Unrequited love? I can't remember the word of it, but Yeah, unrequited it's, love, yeah. It's kind of an obsession, I think. I think some people are obsessed with the idea of staying in control of someone that they want because they love the qualities about them, even though that person probably like, <laughs> like just is so annoying to them, but it's just a control. There's something therapy is necessary. Okay. People need to go, go and talk to somebody like y'all was saying earlier. Exactly. Narcissism exactly. on very different levels. It's crazy. Yeah. T- trust me. I have been that guy. I've been the narcissist where it's like, you know, I don't want her. I don't even yeah. care if she's with somebody else. I just want to let her know I'm always going to be here. And it's toxic. It's something that you don't want to admit as a guy. But think about it. Every, every guy that you know has it in them. They have that one woman that no matter what she does, how many guys she slept with, who, you know, who she is as a woman, as a person, as a mother, as, you know, an aunt, whatever. You know for a fact that you, you can't let her go. You, when I say can't let her go, like she can go and be happy, but you're always going to be like, you know what? Like I, I have to be around her, even in a friend capacity. There are so many men right now. That's I think that's why the term friend zone is the friend zone. There are men that Those they don't care. They know they zone. Like, oh, like our dad, he said before I had Ari, he was like, I'm gonna just be known as your crazy kid's dad to all your no, boyfriends. Gee, why is that your goal? But that's how it is. Men, honestly, like we already know we already we have action going on outside of you to begin with. So it's a waiting game. That's why when women say men aren't patient, trust me, we are a patient man will literally sit and watch your entire relation, you know, your current relationship unfold just so they can be the the blanket in the rain. They can be that person to make sure that you don't drown. I guarantee it. I have been that guy. I have been like, I'll tell you this. I, I waited for a girl for three years she got you know she was in this relationship with this dude she was in love with this guy blah 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 blah. here's the thing i already had intel on this dude because like in dc like everything is like you know six degrees of separation so yeah i knew him my friends knew him and everything like that and i told him cute like he was in here right now in the live chat mm-hmm. i told him it's going to be a matter of time and i'm gonna get her i'm gonna get her and that's gonna be what it is and we're in you know her and i we talked about it. i said you know what I don't mind being your friend. I'll be your friend to the end, even if something happened with us, because like I'm genuinely your friend, but I know for a fact what I want for you. And her and the dude, they broke up. What did she do? She came to me and you know, we had our situation, but then after we had our situation, I had to like literally admit to, her, I was like, yo, like I just played the waiting game. I was like, you know, it's only going to be a matter of time. Men fuck up. And when we fuck up, there's always the guy that's sitting there waiting for you to fuck up. Surprise. That was me. And she said, she was like, wait, so this whole time, you you know, you were being my friend. I was like, no, I was definitely being your friend, but I just knew, like, I knew he wasn't shit. So ladies, that's the truth card right there. There are some guys and we're not dirty about it. We're not being like really grimy. We just know, like men know other men, just like women know other women. I'm sure, Shan, you know, there's a girl out here that, you know, she, you know, she's dating this guy, but you're like, do you, you want to tell the guy, hey, by the way, you know, you don't want to fuck with her, but Listen, you play a waiting game because like, it's only a matter of time. A friend of mine who's in a great relationship with a great dude, right? Mm-hmm. He just he just redid her whole roof of her house. 
And Carl ain't got no roof. <laughs> listen, when her exes get married or get engaged, she goes through it like a sad depression state. I'm just like, girl, that is you can't have over lifetime dids. Like that's done with. Mm. Or whenever they get into like a new relationship. She gets really upset and she gets irritated. And I'm just like, why are you still following them? Like, why are you watching what's happening? Like, that's a done deal. Some people don't know how to disattach themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and that's or, the thing. Like, I'm, I'm that person. I'm definitely that person. The reason why I don't want to say I don't detach. I just honestly, I go the fuck away. I will literally disappear. Um, there have been women that I'm friends with and I've been friends with for years. I still, you know, we follow each other on social media, stuff like that. But I completely go the fuck away. When I say I'm out, I'm out. I stop fucking with you. And, you know, we can still be cool. I'll, I'll like your baby photos. You know, I like the photos of you <laughs> and your anniversary and all that other stuff. But it's, it's not me being petty. It's just more so I know for a fact that you're happy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all for you being happy. But there are certain men who are like me. They want you to be happy because here's the thing. They don't want to be happy with you. They want to have the moment with you. Like I've been that guy, but there are a lot of guys who are like, you know what? I'm not the one to make you happy. I'm the one to make you come. And there's nothing wrong with that. There are a lot of guys who are just here to make you come. There are a lot of women who are just here to make you come. And I'm fine with that. I've had a lot of those and those are fun. Very fun. Very, Wait, let me repeat myself. That's very fun. But you have to know the difference. The people out here that are not married, because you can't answer this, Greg. Oh, are I can. you I can. Uh, or are you just lonely? And what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are y'all in love? Or are y'all lonely? Um, more importantly, are y'all lonely, but you are you still getting some? That, that's what we want to know. Are you lonely, but you're getting yours? Because you know, you're riding around, you're getting it. We we need to know. I gotta pour me a drink because geez, we we about to go there. But we, we have 20 listeners in here right now. I need to see 20 hand claps, please. I need to see y'all actually engaging, not with us, with, with each other. Please do that. Please give us the round of applause, the hand claps, the shares, all that other you know, it looked good. It looked good on the screen when I see it. When I see them orange hand claps, I'm like, oh yeah, like make it clap. I I need to play some fucking make it clap music for every time yeah. we get a clap. So shout out to them. Do you want to do um we do a uh, reintroduction though? We gotta yeah. do a reintroduction before we go. Oh, go ahead. So um, anybody who is listening to the show, um, I'm Greg and I'm joined by Shan of She Gets a Pod. And she is actually going to let you know exactly what you are listening to right now. You're listening to Loud Mouth Stereo. Got Greg here. Check him out um, on Young Black and Bother podcast. Myself on She Gets a Podcast on all of your podcast platforms. The discussion we're talking about tonight is are you in love? Are you just lonely? Um, Please chime in. Tell us, you know, what's your current status in this life during this pandemic? And, um, you know, we're just here sharing, talking to our listeners. You know, if you just want to share the show. But um, I'm going to do roll call real quick. We got to get through these voicemails. And I would like for y'all to answer the question. Are you in love? Or are you just lonely? And are you at a point in your life where you can honestly tell the person that you're interested in? I don't want a relationship. I just think that you're interesting. I would like to spend more time with you. And sometimes I would like to deep dive in your pussy, but we're not trying to label this thing. Can you honestly say that? Mm. All right, let's do this roll call. Let's hook, let's see who we got. Mm-hmm-hmm. We got Jennifer. 
point twenty five. What's up? We got John Real. We got Nikki and Romedia. Romita. E got E Ruth. What's up? Thank you for sharing the show. We got um Run It Up Geo. We got I'm just Jackie. What's good? We got Ryan sixty six. We got Claudia Monica. We got Thought Energy. Okay. We got Peggy Herb. We got Gab Venus. We got Aaron B. We got um, Counterpunch. We got That Chef. I've seen him before. He's been in our talks before. We got yes, John yes. 300. We got Daddy Knows Best. Mitch Rotter. Who we got? We got Late Night Trent. We got E. Rich Francis. Valet Parking. What you parking, though? We got King Shuba. We got I. Roy. Miss Michelle Neal. SB380. Stardog. Spider-Man. Mm. Cash the Goat. Who else we got? We got Riley up in here. He was in here last night. We mm-hmm. got... Candy, what's up? We got Chicken54321. That's this weird name. We got Rennie2020. We got Keith. Tune in. King K, thank you for sharing the show. Mad Matt Maddie. I like that name. We got Josiah, Stephanie, Chris, Chris with a K. We got Angelique. Thank you for checking into the show tonight. I'm going to play these voicemails. Hey, I've been listening to you guys for about 15 minutes or 20 minutes or so. I'm, I'm wondering, um, what is the problem that we're talking about here? Um, I don't know if there is one single problem that you guys are talking about, but I'm just really wondering because at least when I walk into these conversations, I'm like, okay, what are we talking about? Because there is a lot of pride and a lot of pain behind a lot of the words that we say, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and just a lot of emotion. Which is fine, but what is the problem we're trying to solve? I was talking to Truth Seeker yesterday, and he had mentioned I kind of look for a middle ground. This app has kind of taught me to always look for a middle ground. Like, what are we trying to improve, or what are we trying to solve? What are we trying to get to? Um, I think our pride gets in the way a lot, and we have to kind of come humble when we're talking to someone, even if we feel like they don't know what they're talking about. I think even if we feel like their perspective is very off from ours, we need to understand where everyone's coming from, so then we can find a middle ground. You know, otherwise we're just trying to prove our own points to someone who does not want to understand it. Absolutely. That's like the um, basis of communication. Yeah. Communication is key, um, especially on this app. But what we're discussing, uh, we were discussing right place and wrong time, but right now we're discussing like, are you in love or just lonely? Uh, first, let me just say like, shout out to you for actually leaving a voicemail. Shout out to him. Everybody that leaves a voicemail, you need to follow them for real because they are actually courage enough, you know, courageous enough to go and leave the voicemails. But, um, when it comes to topics like these, our message, we don't have one. It's more so, you know, Shannon and I are talking shop. We're having conversations that honestly we don't hear on here or we do them for our podcast. Um, we can have these phone conversations on the phone or we can have them on here and have someone give us their own perspective, give us an opinion or honestly just fact check us. We don't have all the answers. You guys are listening, but you have the ability to chime in. That's why you have the little hand emojis for the round of applause, you know, round of applause. You have the voice notes. That's why we want you to engage. We keep telling you guys to engage. Um, in saying that though, yeah. Um, are y'all in but, love or are you just lonely? Are you sick of being lonely every night? Cause my man, all that, what'd you say? Um, another thing that he said, like, 
he tries to look for like what is the solution that we're trying to create or solve is you're not gonna figure out that you have an issue you're not gonna figure out you know the solution or the way to get to a solution of your problems if you leave a person that was trying to tell you what your problem may be and you didn't want to hear him because it's that person like everybody has a person that really wants to get through to them that they don't listen to. But if a stranger tells them on the street, hey, this is why this is not working for you, this right here, and it's something to do with them to listen. I feel like when I listen to shows, when I listen to people talk, when I have discussions with different people, or I do podcasts, when I talk to people from a different perspective that have lived a different life than me, I get to see the wrongs in my doings and I get to learn from the things that I've done or the things that they've gone through or their experiences. And that's kind of like what I want people to get from anything I discuss or anything I talk about, anything I'm recording or listening to. And when I have listeners on here talk to me about certain things that I probably haven't experienced, I'm learning. So I'm being yeah. better for whoever the hell I'm going to deal with later on. And that's the solution. The solution is learning something that you didn't know yesterday, today, from someone you're talking to. And the best mm. thing about Serial app is you have access to a whole bunch of people having their own experiences that can chime in and be like, hey, have you ever thought to look at it this way? Mm. That is the solution. Yeah. Think about it. Like right now, when it comes to stereo, and I want to like harp on this too much. Stereo is what Twitter would be if people, instead of just being derogatory, just said that they like things. It's okay to like things. Stereo gives you the round of applause to be like, you know what? I fuck with it. Either you can leave, you can stay here, you can clap, you can share it. But most importantly, like the voice notes, you have those, but we have the ability to either block you or just go right past that if you start acting really weird. That's why we do stereo. Um, in saying, you know, to answer his question about like solutions, some things just don't have solutions. We don't have the answers. All we are are commentators who have our commentary and our truths. Yours might be different, but the thing is we want to hear them, but we want to hear them first out. We don't want you to be like, well, I don't agree. Why don't you agree? What's your opinion on it? Because honestly, I'm at the age where honestly, I can be convinced about anything. Mm. I can be convinced about last night we talked about nut videos. I was convinced on that. So <laughs> I, there, there's a lot of things I can be convinced about, but honestly, it takes you guys, the <laughs> listeners, to go and say, you know what? Challenge, you know, I want to challenge them. I want to see what they say. So honestly, us even giving him this energy right now, that's a challenging message. So shout out to him for even going and having a goal to send a voicemail like that. So shout out to him, man. Yeah, thank you. Man, you is not lying. There's some simple ass niggas out here that would. I'm talking about a stock relationship. Play like that, a friend. And it's even worse that the females will allow this man to infiltrate uh, their relationship and play upon their minds mm. for their own beneficial gain. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like women got to be smart. You know what I'm saying? Like like Steve Harvey said, when you're in a relationship, there are no friends. There are no outside friends. Your lover and your spouse are your friends. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's you know, a female or something like that, it's a friend. But a man... You know, uh, wouldn't be an appropriate friend for a woman that's in a relationship, in my opinion. You feel me? But mm. yeah, um, that was me. I, I once upon a time I was a simp. I used to try to do the friend zone shit because I figured that was my easy way in. Um, flash forward to twenty twenty. Um, I say this to anybody who will listen: don't do the friend zone shit. Um, leave their ass alone. 
you went into it with intentions of being what you wanted to be, be that. Women respect that more. That's why when guys, they play the long game, they're like, oh my God, like I'm going to be around her and I'm, I'm just be here. I'm going to be here for her when she needs it. Trust me. She got a man for that. If he don't fill that void, you won't. Because trust me, she don't want you. She's already looking past you because now she's already put you in that bubble as a friend. Um, so me, I, I don't want to be your friend. Like, honestly, if I want to bust the cheeks, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm that I'm that at that age where I just want to know that. This is why I hate when men shoot their shot and you tell them, no, you're cool. And they be like, why can I be your friend? Sir, you're not trying to be my friend. Stop this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, nah, we, we too old now. Like, and it's not even an age thing. Like men, I just wish men would stop trying to like be in the friend zone. The friend zone is not a fun place. I'm gonna tell you what the friend zone is. The friend zone is sleeping at your friend's house and they don't like you're on their couch and they don't have extra pillows or blankets. Like you already know you have to like comfort yourself. Yeah. Like no, no, fuck the friend zone. Man, I don't do that shit. Like when, look, looking looking back at that, like the friend zone in 2020 is not how it used to be and like 2009 2010 i'm not dating myself i'm just saying what it is um friend zone before used to be like all right you can go and hang out with that person at the bar you can you know you can chill with them blah 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 blah. and if that relationship ended up not working out hey you know for a fact that you can go and hang out with them still and be friends but you could also fuck there's that friend zone has changed now the friend zone for guys is being like no you're just stuck there and the worst thing about being in the friend zone is you know for a fact that there are three other guys who didn't accept being in the friend zone and they just like leapfrogged over you. And now once that last relationship is over, she's talking to them now. And you sitting there just like, you know what? One, you know, I still got a chance. I still got to No, No, you don't. You don't have a chance. Um, it's, fellas. It's funny that yeah. this is a topic. I dig the job because I'm reading this book called Hard on Break. And I don't really want to get into it, but it's definitely talking about how you should like work on yourself and love yourself enough to know that you can carry yourself even if you can lose somebody. That's not like the whole premises, but that has a piece in it. And I think I'm only saying that to say that like if you love yourself enough, then you know that you can be in love and know that you're good regardless of what happens. You know what I'm saying? But being lonely is kind of like you know what I'm saying? You miss the presence of anybody, basically, and you just need somebody around, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's not necessarily as meaningful as love, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, just, just to like make it really quick, um, a lot of people in 2020 with this whole pandemic, this is the first time they've ever had to be alone and they hate themselves because they're actually learning who they are as people. Um, there are like certain people they haven't dated in a year. There are certain people who just honestly, they're learning them. And one of the hardest things to do is actually have to sit and stew in your own shit. And a lot of people, they, they've never had to do that. Like me, I've had, you know, the luxury of being married and being quarantined with the wife. But there are a lot of people right now. It's just them. They're talking to different guys and girls and they, they're trying to build relationships with people that they can't reach out and touch. They can't go on dates and stuff like that. But the I guess like the silver line into it is you actually get to know people now. Like in 2020, you actually have to have a conversation um, where people are starting to develop the skills that they lost over the past like five or 10 years. You have to actually have a conversation. Like imagine on stereo right now, stereo, if stereo would have happened in like 2017, 2018, 20.
I just got up a five-year relationship. Um, I was in love, but the other person obviously wasn't. But lonely? Hell no. Not right now. And I haven't talked to some other guy. And he ain't trying to give me the Dito. He want to take this shit slow. But hey, you don't get too many of those nowadays. So I'm just chilling with the vibes. Because these relationships nowadays, it's hard to come by. <clears throat> so it um I will I will say this as a married woman because this has happened this question has come up in my relationship several times um because we went through the struggles um mm. and I think we were trying to learn how to be honest with each other about what our real emotions were too but um I was in love and lonely yeah you can be in love and lonely you can be Dang. in love and go to bed every night and be lonely <laughs> and um yeah that's where cheating comes in uh it, except in my case uh, this was a very um before that ha- could happen we actually had to really put that shit on the table like i love you but i feel like i'm just in this by myself and you can be by yourself while you're in love right yeah uh dss cole i i don't think we were one thing I will say about Hey Greg and she gets it pod where the the vibe here is never like people trying to prove their point. It's always expressing our positions, but we always really listen to each other. We learn a lot from each other. Right. I have been in other talks where it has felt like that, and I've called it out. <laughs> and I just tell people like you're slapping me and you're hugging me at the same time, and I don't <laughs> know where to go. Like I, what? This this is not the vibe here. This is just open conversation about different perspectives and conversation that you should join in and give your take your perspective your experience so we can hear from each other in truth about what those experiences are but that that's what this is uh that's what this vibe is about yeah yeah uh for me oh it's nikki andromeda by the way Um, (laughs) for me i would say i'm not necessarily in love at all right now and i'm not always lonely but of course you know we are uh, in a pandemic and it's not as easy to have interaction. And I'm naturally introverted person anyway. So I don't always feel like going out of my way to be involved with people. I don't have a steady, what they like to call rotation, <laughs> but I've never been like that because it's very hard for me to open up to people. And I consider myself a sapiosexual. And the only person that I kind of, would like to be involved with is back and forth between here and down south so i'm kind of conflicted between finding somebody else or just waiting for sun to get back (laughs) oh no you go get yours um go get yours because the thing is that person if they want you either they'll wait or they'll come to you um don't go and hold yourself like hostage for the betterment of somebody else um, I, I'm not a therapist. I'm not somebody who has all like the answers. I'm just saying, me personally, like if I knew I was like I wanted somebody that bad, but they're far away. Yeah, I want you, and you're far away. But right now, I still have my needs, and these needs gonna get met. Um, and I, I got a lot of needs. Uh, I, I need that nut, and when, when I need that nut, you know, you know, hey, uh, uh, damn, I'm getting a lot of beeps. You always get shit. A lot of every beeps. time I get into something else. 
everybody else wants my attention. But no, nah, it goes like this, right? So being in love or loving, which are you speaking of? Being in love, you, you can't be in love, and I believe to be lonely, um, to be lonely is something totally different. To be lonely is just wanting to feel love. Being in love means you're actually into that person. And I mean into that person. It's not a feeling I really enjoy. Not not totally. Um, to love someone is unconditional. Um, to be lonely, sometimes everybody get lonely, but get a fucking pet if that's necessary. Don't use people as, as your gratification to loneliness. Um, I, I don't know. All right, let me let me answer this really quick. Um, so not to combat what he's saying, but kind of to counter it, to like get more opinions about it. Um, when it comes to being in love and being lonely, can you still be in love with that person, but you're lonely because your love for that person isn't the same? Like you can be lonely in your emotions for that person. There are a lot of people who are alone in their relationships. So you know, not to like you know say he's wrong, but just to give another perspective, there are a lot of people out here who they are in love. They just are lonely in their situations. Like, yo, like I'm doing this by myself. I'm, I'm raising this kid by myself. I'm doing the things that I'm doing by myself. I'm loving you by myself or the love's not equal. Um, trust me, I didn't listen to all six of Trey Song's albums. That motherfucker sounds really alone. Mm. He, he sounds really alone. So, I mean, it is what it is. But next voicemail. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree to learning something different. I actually read so many books just to be able to deal with my child's mother to come at different angles of, and I wasn't in love with her, but I definitely loved her to be able to deal with her and help her and show her as well as learn myself better how to deal with a woman because we have two different, totally, totally different concepts. You know, Mars versus Venus actually helped me out a lot, changed the way, uh, some of my thinking in dealing with women and, um, yeah. Mm. It's all a learning process, learning curve. But if you're not willing to learn, you won't grow. Anything that doesn't grow dies. <laughs> yep. Hotline bling his phone. But also, too, I think it depends on the discussion. Like, this is not a discussion that's asking us to solve a problem. This is a discussion that's asking us to share our experiences and what our perspectives are based off of those experiences. I think that's where the distinction is. But there are other conversations that go on where we're talking about solutions. Um, right. Yeah. Agree, Ruth. All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. In all things, nowadays it doesn't matter to gender because a woman can have the same objective as a man, and vice versa. In any relationship. Trust me. Most of my girls deal with girls. I've been on the side of pimping and hoeing. I've been on the side of everything but being a homo. Uh, mm. No disrespect to the gay people or whatever, whatever. I ain't going through all that, but. Yeah, it's it's really, you know what I'm saying, where the person wants to be. Whomever they surround themselves with, if they are dedicated to you, then they're going to be dedicated to you. If not, yeah. they run off with anybody or anything. Yeah, maybe mm. they're like, push that. Uh, run it up, Gio. Okay, I used to believe that because I was very insecure not because I ever thought my man would leave me, but because I felt like all the attention needed to be on me only. Mm. And that any other attention to any other woman was like an offense. So once I learned to grow out of that, um, I actually think it's healthy for 
women and men to have friends that are women and men, as long as you are secure about who you are and you know who you are. And if you want to go, you have to be honest to be able to say, you know, I do want to go and I have to respect you as an individual, even within the marriage. So I think there's some insecurities in that. Um, Steve Harvey isn't always right. I mean, he's just giving some perspective. Maybe some things have worked out, but I think, it, you know, different folks with yeah. different, different strokes for different folks. And, you know, I think this is, we're just in an era of people not telling the truth. So that's why it gets a little stank sometimes. Mm. Yeah. And, and speaking on strokes, um, everybody needs to be getting the strokes just by saying, I'm sorry. I know I'm bringing it into <laughs> sex, but get the strokes. It shouldn't be different strokes. It should just be the same strokes, just continuously. But next voicemail. Most guys have the objective of fucking. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Most. Now, when that that um fucking dies or uh whatever been shut down a couple times, I've been shut down a couple times. And you actually find a friend, then you want to be the friend. Now, in some cases the female actually doesn't feel wanted as much because you're not hounding on them. It's a whole bunch of things. It's psychological. It's about each person feeling good within themselves and, and covering all that. Yeah. Let me clarify. I do think it depends. Like friends with friends. No, no, doesn't matter. I think that you have friends that are respectful who are not trying to get in between you and your husband or your girlfriend or your boyfriend. And you have friends that ain't your friends that will. And I think, yeah. I don't think it's got to be that deep. I, I know plenty of yeah. family members, like my parents, they have a bunch of friends that are guys, guys and girls. And it doesn't, I think it's just a maturity thing. Absolutely. Man, listen, I, I've been mm-hmm. chilling with one of my homies. She definitely one of my homies, ride or die for sure. And we not in that type of relationship or whatever. We started out, you know, playing around a little bit, nothing too crazy, but I gained a whole son and I really learned some things about how a woman works. Not just, you know, trying to get the sex. It's about being a friend, finding out what she needs, what she wants, and you know, her making sure I'm good as well, just as a person. Not mm-hmm. just trying to get something out of me. Right. People people you win better if somebody actually likes you as a person first before they start liking you with the other titles that come added to that. Thank you, Valet Parkin, for that message. I needed that. This is what stereotype is about. I like this. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Can you hear me? Well, I was in love for a hot second, but that bitch was acting stupid because mm. she said I didn't give her enough time. But I'm an I'm a business owner. I don't know what the fuck she was talking about, but it's all good money. She made me look like I didn't cheat on her. Hmm. Lessons. Oh, look, I'm new here. Sorry, I'm still figuring it out. But um, <laughs> regards to love versus lonely right now during no. this pandemic, for me personally, I decided not to try to pursue any kind of love during the pandemic because I feel like you are not getting that energy exchange because talking to somebody is cool. You know what I mean? Over an app or even on the phone. But when, for me anyway, 
when I link with someone, when I'm talking to someone, I need to feel that energy. Do we click? Do we vibe? Um, how is this person, how do they carry themselves? Can they have a good conversation in person? And for me, those spark certain interests that I can't get over the phone or not in person. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even entertaining people too much at all, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you hear me, Shane? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Finally, I was like, well, when the fuck Kapuna kept saying reconnecting for me? So. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey, you you honest, man. I wish I respect that. I feel the same as that way. Shout out to Mike, man. Yeah. Normally within life, to answer your question, Brother Greg, normally within my lifetime, which is very unfortunate, I'm normally the one that satisfies them when they mm-hmm. man ain't doing right. Yep. So yeah, I fell a hole. Yeah. And I don't mean that as a pun, but it comes Shit. out that way. <laughs> so I like that. When they're lonely, <laughs> they they wish to fill a spot or a position. Mm. Hey, he said he is the whole filler, and right there, that the seventh letter, <laughs> mm-hmm. not the cream filling. Yes, indeed. Uh, that is a G right there. From one from one G to another, I, I, I see why. Shout out to seventh letter. More importantly, I feel like seventh letter is telling us about his pimp stories. So, oh. um. I'm going to say this, that if that's the women that you're drawing from, those are women that are, are, are pretty much broken women. They, they have not grown out of their traumas. Um, but I would, I would definitely like to hear a little bit more about that. You know, there's a lot of broken folks out here too, for sure. Um, and I'd like to hear about some folks that have found their strength as well. Yes. And that perspective of coming out of a situation of being lonely um, and wanting to feel love because that there, there's a lot of um, deception in that too. Well, you know, E Ruth, basically, um, I had a talk with Seventh Letter, um, my, my G from another G, right? So he told me his story and he said, You know, it's hard out here for a pimp when he's trying to get his money for the rent. I'm done. For the Cadillacs and gas money spent. Shut up, Greg. Because a whole lot of bitches talking <laughs> shit. We'll have a whole lot of bitches talking shit. Um, and then, then he told me, this is what he said. He said, in my eyes, I've seen some crazy things in the streets. Got a couple hoes working on the changes for me. But okay. I got to keep my game tight like Kobe on game night. Like taking a hoe that don't know no better. I ain't right. know that right. That, that's what he said. He said, it is hard out here for a pimp. When you're trying to get the money for the rent. <clears throat> See, shout out to Seventh Letter. If you if you are a fan of Seventh Letter and you know that it is hard out here for a pimp when he's trying to get the money for the rent, <clears throat> I need you to clap right now. If you know it's hard out here for a pimp, I need y'all to give a clap. Give seven claps for Seventh Letter G. Shout out to him because he said, "Man, it seems like I'm ducking and dodging bullets every day. Niggas hating on me because I got hoes on a tray." <clears throat> Shout out to Seventh Letter G. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna clap it up for Seventh Letter G. Shout out to Seventh Letter G. We got another voicemail though. Um, let's see. So, what do you do when you've been like you've been with a girl for a long time, and like you really want to go, and you tell her you want to go, but she doesn't want to let go. Like she doesn't want to let go. She keeps coming back for you. Like you know, like she's just not gonna let go. You got to be um, me and you got to disappear or you got to change your number. You got to cut off all possible contact. 
Um, I agree with Shane, but I'm going to disagree because you, there's certain things you have to say to her. You have to say, but when you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. Oh, how <laughs> I feel so sad <laughs> now that I want to leave. She's no. crying her heart to me. How could you let this be? I just no. need time to see where I want to no. be, where I want to be. You got to hit her with the sweet little doodle 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 deedle. Like, no, not the beetle. <laughs> <dee-dee. laughs> you got to do it. Sweet little beetle. Don't do that. Don't yes, do that. yes, yes. Or you got to say things that are going to hurt their feelings. Um, but it's honest. And you just got to cut off all ties. Change your phone number. Or use that blockity block button. And uh, keep it moving until they completely get you out of their system. Sometimes it may take. Two years, five years, 13 years, but you got to do your work. Yeah, but you got to hit it one more time. You, you got to hit it one more time before you leave. Um, I, I advise any person that knows for a fact that they're trying to end things, just get one more out the way. That way you don't have to bother them in four years trying to figure out shit like, man, I know that pussy's still good. You mm-hmm. know, because you, you had closure. When you have closure, you have to close with the dick. man. I went for that one time hit for closure and got 18 years of headache. Oh, see, yeah. See, ladies, when they say that they want closure with the dick, uh, there is an enclosure and it's called condoms. Please, like, don't let him go and stealth on you. Leave the rubber on. I don't care how good it feels and how moist and wet it might be. The pussy Please. is hungry. The condoms. Did you say what if the you know what next voicemail? Next no, you voicemail. never had a pussy go for uh, a, a condom go swimming in pussy. Hey, um, I have had to go and do like I have had to fish for a condom <laughs> once or twice in my life. Um, it's not a, it's not a fun affair. Um, fellas, let me just say this. Um, if you have had to go and fish for your own condom, I need you to give me a round of applause. I need you to go ahead and just clap your hands because. Yeah, go go ahead and clap your hands. What what did Cameo say? Ladies, clap your hands like this. Go, fellas too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh, hands in the pussy. I'm done. So here's my thing to all the brothers, right? And sisters as well. If you have to cheat, do not repeat. Oh. I've never cheated in my life. I have helped others cheat, but I've never cheated. If you're not doing what I need you to do and you're not there the way I need you to be there, your ass is gone. Mm. It'll be more than one person that want to take your spot. Mm. Plain and simple. Oh, here we go with the beeps again. What's the fuck? That's why he ain't never got to cheat. That's why he ain't got to cheat. Somebody else is more than willing to take your position. If you're not comfortable in your position or you don't want to do or handle your position properly, I mean, it's it's very simple. The insecurities, really, I have none. I really have none, but um, it's more or less about how are you caring and taking care of what you say you care for. Okay. I need you to clap it up for seven letters. I totally agree. I didn't finish hearing out what you said. Forgive me. Yes, they are broken women, but most people are broken. Now, the thing is to become whole. Mm-hmm. So I can't do that for you. And that's not just my pimping shit. I've been a hoe as well. That's how I started pimping. Yeah. I've been using abuse and so on. So I took the outlook and perspective to start. And then I started becoming whole. Mm-hmm. 
that was my goal. So however it goes, I'm being totally honest. And forgive me for cutting you off. Please elaborate again, if you could, or expand a little bit further. I'm telling you flat out, I've been through all sides of the board and I'm not, I'm not pleased all the way to how, how it uh, went for me within relationships. I'm working at better relationships, better connections. You know what he just said? He said the fancy cars, the women and the caviar, you know who we are because we're pimping all over the world. Shout out to Seventh Letter. He said, see it, hoes. <laughs> My child's mother says slinging dick is not a job. Yeah, it's not cool because I'm so much more. I'm so much more. That's just uh, my ride or die. Say I did what I need to do to survive. So now I'm becoming the person. I'm no longer, you know, whatever the classification classifications are of a person that um, have to survive. Like I evolved. I, I became a man, and it, it took a long time. And I could say I'm a man. Mm. So, yeah. All I'm, all I'm going to say is this, before we get to the next voicemail, whenever Tyler Perry writes your movie, I will be front and center, my friend. <laughs> it's either him or Ryan Coogler, and whatever his movie is, I need to be there, because boy, when I t- y'all need to clap it up for him. Clap it up for Seventh Letter, man. If you were fucking with this content right now, I need you to clap your hands. Share it, but definitely clap your hands. Share it with a friend. Share it with your mom. Share it with your father. Anybody who is up right now, that dude that just texts you saying, are you up? Send this shit to him because right now we're probably talking about him right now. Um, but then again, shout out to Seventh Letter G because, you know, he says he's pimping all over the world. Uh, he is a PIMP. But more importantly, when Tyler Perry decides that he's going to direct his movie, there will not be high grits involved. Shout out. To no our boy seventh letter. Shout out. No hybrids. No. On men's laps. <laughs> it's really hard down here. <laughs> okay, I had to get that out of my system. <laughs> but seriously, I can't even. I don't even know how to get past that. <laughs> you said the whole chorus and the verse. Okay. So I was wondering though for seventh letter, you was talking about a friend of yours that you had, and then you said you had a son. I'm like, so did y'all have a children together? And you're still friends? Is that what you were saying? Like, I feel like you give us some, some, you give us a little bit, and then you like pull back, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't want them to know the kind of pimp I really mm-hmm. be. But you already let us know that you got the pimp game on, which is another conversation we need to have about pimps. Yeah. Well, he, uh, according according to Seventh Letter, he said, "I don't know what you heard about me, but a bitch can't get a dollar out of me. No Cadillac, no perms. You can't see that I'm a motherfucking PIMP." Great. That's Donnell Jones, nigga. That's that's copyright infringement. That's Donnell Jones. I know that song. I also know Carl Thomas and all that. Keep sweat. Yeah. I, Prince, especially. Yeah. Yeah. You're Robin. You're Robin. Yo, I ain't trying to be disrespectful or nothing like that, but I'm trying to get on here. And they ain't let me on. Like, I can hear all y'all talk, but they ain't let me hear what, you know what I mean, what I'm saying. I got some interesting things to say. Serge Fouquet. We got the tables on this. Easy. Early. Y'all talk about, you know, something to talk about. But I got, you know, other things to talk about. Might be more interesting. Might be less interesting. We don't know. But I need a shot at it. 
Somebody tell me how to, you know, what I got to download to make sure my voice heard. Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to like this. This is the cheat code for stereo. If you come into somebody's chat, you fuck with their chat. You don't promote your own shit. Um, We will promote it for you. Shout out to you. Hopefully you do have a live. But right now you're on the livest live right now on the live stereo because of the people that are talking like seventh letter because you know he said that ain't no cadillacs no perms you can see he's a motherfucking pimp you you, you're talking to eve ruth you're talking to shane you're talking to myself Uh, but more importantly (laughs) welcome 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 to hell friend because i I poured myself a drink and it's gonna be a long night for you my friend it's gonna be a long night for you um in saying that we have two more voicemails let's get these out the way i bust through them shits like walls Bust through them shits like walls. Um, if she know what she doing and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, them Kegels is a motherfucker. Yes. Them Kegels is a motherfucker. Let me tell you. Seventh letter, he, you know, seventh letter, what he does is when he leaves a voicemail, he also sends me a text message, right? So, <laughs> so he, he, he go and he said, he said, he said, he sent me a screenshot this time. So he sent me a screenshot to one of his hoes, right? So one of his hoes, he said to her, he was like, girl, it's easy to love me now. Would you love me if I was down and out? Would you still have love for me? Mm-mm-mm. That that right there, that haiku right there, top tier. Set of letter. Bye right now. <laughs> Spike Lee and Spike Lee only. Spike Lee and Spike Lee only. If, if I'm going to actually put this out here, I need to do oh. it independent. Do it. Trust me, this is only a small portion, but again, we're being honest, and, and that's just what it is. Like, Also, for anybody that spoke out or, or give an opinion or their thoughts or their feelings, it's not a bravery thing. It's just more or less like a sharing. Like, be honest, half of the people can't beat me, can't do nothing to me. I made it this far, so now it's about, you know, becoming better. Right. See, so let me let me let me say so as soon as he sent that voicemail he sent me another text right so his response to his previous text to that girl he says you know uh thug him fuck him leave him love him because i don't fucking need him take him to the hood keep him looking good but i don't fucking feed him first time they fussing about i'm breezing talking about what's the reason i'm a pimp in every sense of the word bitch better trust and believe him <clears throat> yo Seth Flutterby, he be mm, mm, mm. then his shout day. out to the Kegels. They must be practiced, man. They must be practiced. She gets it. She gets it. She yes. gets it. Yeah. Yes. Yo, seven, seven, listen, Seven Flutter. You know I love you. You you are my friend. But you gotta stop sending me these texts in the middle of the show. How you gonna text me and say we be yeah. big pimping spin the cheese? We be big pimping on BLADs. We be pimping down at PAT. It's just that Jigger Man Pimp C and Seven Flutter G. Shout, shout out to him. You are doing amazing, my friend. Shout out to Seven Flutter G. We got another voicemail, though. Do we? That was my anthem. Is that your bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a one line to that's your. Is that your bitch? Both versions. But um, how can I love you better? By Hello Cool J was actually my true anthem. Oh, and pink cookies in a plastic bag being crushed by a building. If we're going to go song-wise. Yo, he, he is the BET uncut king. He, he just... Uncut king. Uh, the uncut king. 
Um, Chad, oh, I just, oh, I see you changed the subject. What, no, I did. Go, go ahead and tell the people what we're talking about right now. Welcome to Loud Mouth Stereo with Greg and Shan from She Gets It Pod. Check out Young Black and Bother podcast. Um, the topic has changed to how do you know if they're compatible? Mm-hmm. So if you are out here dating and thrusting and guessing and uh, questing with these people in this pandemic, how do you know if a person is compatible with you? How do you know they're not compatible and what makes a person compatible for you? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you're asking me, right? So to start off, um, before we even start, anybody who is in here right now, I'm going to continuously say this. Please share this. Please go ahead, subscribe, follow myself and Shan, follow E-Ruth, follow Seventh Letter. Anybody who's leaving comments, follow them because they are bringing content that creates content. So that is how stereo works. Follow them, follow us and leave a comment. Also, the round of applause, please leave the round of applause if you are fucking with it. Um, now to answer the question. Um, uh, how do you know if you are compatible or if they are compatible? Um, personally, I think that compatibility is when two people can live together and fulfill each other's goals pretty much um, as well as share and compromise each other. Um, if you can't compromise each other, if you can't share each other's goals and aspirations as well as having like a mutual understanding that you are in a partnership, you, you're not compatible for me. I feel like that right there is rule number one. Um, number two, chemistry and values. I had to write these down. So if it sounds like I wrote them down, it's because I did. Um, <laughs> Chemistry and values. Um, if those two don't align, then there's absolutely no way your relationship is going to work. Um, chemistry and values. Like when you think about anybody that you're talking to, chemistry and values. Yes, you can have all the chemistry in the world, but do your values align? That's like if right now, like if you are a, you know, if you are a Christian, and this person is this, and you know, whatever your like religion, political values are. If they don't align, I don't say you shouldn't be together, but if you can't change their views or help them understand your own, no. That's why, like, say, for example, for me, for example, like, my wife and I couldn't be together if she was, like, all lives matter. Like, if she mm-hmm. said that, it, it wouldn't have worked. Not only would it have not worked, like, there's, there's nothing we can relate to. Like, you and I can't relate. Um, you can be an ally all you want, but the thing is, like, we can't relate because our values are different. You don't appreciate mine and I can't appreciate yours because you don't value mine. As a result, chemistry and values matter. So that's number one. Well, that's number two. I'm sorry. Um, When it comes to compatibility, how do you know? The relationship brings you love, joy, and peace. There are a lot of people who be like, oh, I love her, but I'm like, yo, like, are you happy when you see her? Like, or you be like, well, fuck, like, here we are. Like, that right there, it's not compatibility. So that's another one. Um, I talked earlier, I said that, compat- and I wrote it down, I said compatibility relates to the compromises that you need to make, uh, I'm sorry, that you need to make yourself stay with someone and whether or not you make them happy. If the compromises are few or if they are large, you both will be glad because you are compatible. Basically saying that if you know for a fact that you will take the compromises it takes to build your bond then that is your relationship um next up um what, what else did i say let me see oh 
Actually, you know what? Go ahead, because I have three more, but I'm going to save those until after you make your response. So seventh letter, are you in love or are you just lonely? Because I don't know if you ever clarify that for us. Mm. One, if Mm. they're not like me, uh, that's first and foremost. Um, Second, that they uh, actually really, really, really understand the way the world works and, and what's in the world. I mean, everything comes down to, and I don't want to go too heavy, religion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. culture, and nationality. So all those things make a difference. And I don't want to lay on to the pimping shit because it sounds like that's the way it's going, but <laughs> I've, I've um, had the fortunate, un- not for unfortunate, but fortunate, uh, rights to meet women from all over the world. And I learned a bunch of different things from a bunch of different people and also mm-hmm. got a whole bunch of family from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like literally mothers and fathers love me. And Okay. Um, do you, I'll, I'll finish with the, the last three. Um, so, you know, the question again was, how do you know if you're compatible with the person? Um, for me, there's not really a feeling um, you're supposed to feel when it comes to compatibility. Um, if you're questioning how you feel about it, though, um, you need to really evaluate your situation. Like if you're going and constantly saying, you know what, like, how does he feel about me? How do I feel about him? Is this real? Like, is this something that I need to pursue? Um, if you're asking those questions to yourself, there is no compatibility and there won't be over time. Um, it, it, yeah. Um, if there's something that you can't talk to your partner or your spouse or your relationship partner with and be completely 100 percent open and transparent, there's really no point in you trying to pursue a serious situation or relationship with them. Um, that right there is compatibility. There are a lot of people who they get into relationships, but they don't talk to their partner. They talk at their partner. And yep. there's a difference in that. Like you guys, and when, like if you're sitting across the chip the table from each other, like you were sitting here, she's sitting here and you decide you want to discuss your issues that are going on. Like, Oh my God, like you won't take out the trash or something like that. If she says you don't take out the trash and your immediate reaction is what she doesn't do. That's Uh not a compatibility. That's you combating. There's a difference between compatibility and combativeness. You don't want that. And a lot of couples, a lot of relationships have that where they aren't open and honest with each other. So that's how you know, obviously, you're compatible. Um, two more that I have and then I'm done. Um, I've heard that there are a number of people who have dated folks that they are compatible with in terms of views, interests, hobbies, and like future plans in life, but they didn't click at all socially. Like everything about the relationship looks perfect on surface level, but then outside of that, like you don't see them out together. Like, he does his thing. She does her thing. They're together because obviously like you see like, you know, Instagram and stuff like that. But outside of that, you don't see them um, because they don't click socially. Um, you're not compatible if you can't socialize with this person, because the key component in a relationship is being able to communicate. Communication and being social are the same. So if you can't be social with your partner, if that person that you're with, you don't want to bring around your friends, you don't want to bring around your peers why are you with them? That's just a per. That's honestly the person you lay with. You you don't want that. You want to be in a relationship and a partnership 
you want to be compatible with somebody that no matter where you are, people are asking where they are. If you don't have that, then obviously you're not compatible. Um, that's, that's a main ingredient to end up in a relationship where y'all both live in two separate lives. <clears throat> you said, what's the best ingredient? Mm-hmm. I, I want the listeners to answer that one. I'm not going to answer that one. I'm going to leave that one open. I talk a lot anyway. So I'm going to let the listeners answer that question. But you got to rephrase it. You got to go ahead and say that for them so they can answer Well, I think everybody has their own ingredient as to what they need in their own relationship. But when people aren't doing relationships the right way in order to grow together, you're growing against the other person. So you're giving a person too much room to have another world and you not know what the fuck is going on in it. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes you do need to go out and socialize with your person. I don't yeah. think every time they go out, y'all need to go out together. I don't think every time uh, you go out, you need to go out with the same group of friends because you're not learning anything. Nobody's bringing something new to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't be somebody that's like, oh, we in a relationship. Um, I don't want you going out with other people outside of me mm. y'all gonna get bored of each other real quick yeah yeah but yeah. a lot of people think about it, a lot of people do that shit like they get into these relationships and i don't say they've never been in a relationship but they've never actually had somebody that they want to do the same things they do i'll give you a perfect example one of my friends was a club promoter and his life as a club promoter was one thing but his relationship was a completely different one i was like I don't want to tell you to intertwine the two, but at least bring them together at least once to see if like they can handle each other. Cause you know, he is one of those guys that, like I said, club promoter, he would go out Thursday through Saturday and he would do his club promoting thing. So he would have women come up to him and approach him and things like that. And a lot of can't handle that. A, a lot of people can't handle that. And you know, his girlfriend, she says, you know, I can handle it. Well, his girlfriend at the time, she was like, oh, I can handle that. Like, I know my man, like he's not doing dirt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he might not be doing dirt, but here's the thing. He might not be doing it, but it's all about his surroundings. If you're there, you are giving like the reason for people not doing the things that they want to do. Because trust me, there are people that, you know, women, men alike, that will literally use your man to get into those nightclubs and stuff like that. And they'll throw anything at them. Like, these athletes right now, for example, athletes, literally, they could be the best guy at home. They can be the father, the husband, the boyfriend, and all that other shit. But they can get some pussy thrown at them when they're going and playing the Lakers and they know for they play for the Miami Heat. You know that. Just because you're, you're confident in your situation doesn't mean that that other person is confident in their own. So I'll just That's- leave that there. Most women who are like club owners or restaurant owners or club promoters, they're usually single because not a lot of men's egos can handle the accessibility to all these different people and men outside of themselves. And you just having so much access to be in the room of Mm -hmm. people. A lot of men can't handle that and they start to ego trip and be insecure. And want to pop up on you while you working, like, what's up? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's crazy. Like, just lightly touching on, like, insecurities and stuff like that. Like, the, the show Insecure, um, just briefly touching on it. 
when I rewatched the show, like the wife and I, we watched it all over again. And I was like, wait a minute, the show insecure. It's really not about the insecurities of like the women on the show. Like mm-hmm. every single man that's on that show is insecure. Where like at some point I actually had to look at myself. I was like, yo, I've done that shit. I've been the fuck boy. I've been the Lawrence's. I've been, uh, I forgot the girl, uh, Molly, the guy that she was talking to, the Asian guy. And then the guy before that, who was like in the open relationship and stuff like that. I was like, yo, I've been all of those guys. Um, the insecurities didn't really lie with the women on that show. It wasn't insecurities. It was just miscommunications. And I feel like there were a lot of miscommunications and just tying it in. Like, you know, what we're talking about, about being compatible, there are a lot of miscommunications. And when it comes to compatibility, mm-hmm. the reason why like a lot of people don't know if they're compatible or not is because of miscommunications and obviously insecurities. There are a lot of men who don't project and they don't say flat out, you know what? Like I've never had this. I've never had a you. Like the first time I ever, you know, the first time I've ever had a woman say to me, like, you know what? I'm going to get the nut rag. I'm going to go and I'm I'm, I'm going to, I was like, no, I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, who is she? Like this, like, I might actually love her a little bit. Like something. And you're in a relationship when you know, like he needs something to nut on because you're not nutting on my pillowcase or my duvet or this part of my body, sir. Yeah. A a lot of us men, like we just, I won't say we're insecure, but it's more so like, we haven't had things we, and the things that we do have, we don't appreciate. That's why we get into these relationships with these women. And it's like, I know she loved me. So, mm-hmm. you know, what? no matter what I do, I'm completely fine at doing this because she's going to allow it. But the moment she stops allowing it, that's why us guys go and step out and do the things that we do. But, you know, in terms of just tying it all in when it comes to compatibility, if you have that person you're compatible with and will read you on your shit before you even know it, they'll be like, hey, wait a minute. You, you actually kind of funny. Um, <laughs> you, you, you start to look at your phone a little bit more. Um, you ain't do that shit. Why, why, why is there a lock on your phone? Why is there all of a sudden, like, once you start seeing that shit, the guy corrects himself really quick. But mm-hmm. there are certain, you know, and just bringing women into the equation, because I've talked about men. A lot of women, they think they know their partner. They think they know their man. They really yeah. don't. Yeah. They really don't. Um, but that just ties everything into, like, being compatible. You might know him, but y'all ain't compatible at all. That guy you knew, just the night that he says that he's going out and hanging out with his homeboys, say, go ahead, hang out with his homeboys and blah, 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 blah. But then don't answer his text for the entire night. Cause once he gets drunk at around like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, he gonna hit you up. Hey boo, I love you. Blah, blah, blah. Right there. That's when, you know, I just broke man law, but that's law. We have nine voice notes. We gotta get through these. Jeez. Hello everyone. I just want to say what's up, Greg. Hope you're doing well. What's up? What's up she gets what's up, it. Pod. Nice what's to meet up? you. Um, I hope you guys have a nice stream. Thanks so much. Thank you. Seventh letter. Are you referring to the capital or the lowercase? Oh. Oh. Mm. Well, according to him, it's hard out here for a pimp. We trying to pay the money for the rent. When it Cadillacs and gas money spent. Stop it. So he's a nomad. I get that. Okay. Mm -hmm. See, I ask those questions because I'm really trying to understand people. You know, I think we all don't think that deeply enough about what kind of people we're interacting with. And I think everybody has like their little things, you know, and, you know, some things in your life you might, it could hurt you. Depending on the choices you make, some things it'll help, it can help you get stronger, even though on the outside it can look like it's very 
troublesome where people might judge you. And I was kind of, you know, trying to get through the, the judgment. I saw I asked these questions, but mm-hmm. now I see you're a nomad. You said people love you. That's good. Um, I'm trying to become more like that where I get out of my shell and mm-hmm. l- learn to talk to people because like I lived in a lot of anxiety and depression for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is what stereo does for a lot of people. I just talked to like mm-hmm. the guy that I can't remember. Yeah, cere- cerebral pul- palsy. And mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I never learned anything about that. So. Yeah. That really. Greg, mm-hmm. that cancels most of my relationships. To be honest, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the realest person out here because women lie, men lie. Mm-hmm. Everybody lies. But the fact that I have this type of mentality, you know, it, it makes it very difficult because I'm straight yeah. up. Like, win or lose, I'm still going to be me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it comes to be this. And, oh, also, let, let me stop everything. So, am I in love? No. Haven't been in a long time. Do I love? Yes. To be in love again, that would take a very special person. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Loving, I, I love a lot of things. Being in love is something serious. Also, may mm-hmm. I say, I am... Wait a minute. Sorry, I just took a joint, so I got a little deep there. Um, But I do want to say this about being compatible. How do you know if they're compatible? So I think the way that you know is what you talk about, like, in the very, very early days. Like, when you first meet, are you talking about a lot of the things that you see for yourself, like, that you envision, like, you know, your life goals? And is that person actually listening to you and then saying, oh, me too. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, yeah, we can build this. And then they start help building on your ideas. Like, that right there is, like, foundation. You know, the lust mm-hmm. and the love and all the other stuff is good to have. But I think the compatibility is knowing what the what vision do you have for each other and if you plan on sharing within that vision with each other. And if I think if mm-hmm. you answer that question no more than yes, then I think that's where the too much friction comes in and that's where people probably split. So get to have that conversation. Do y'all really, really, really like to listen to each other's visions and dreams? And if you do yeah. and you can get excited about that, that's compatibility. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have to excite mm-hmm. with the possibility of We got to give a clap up to E-Ruth and Seventh Letter right now. I'm sorry, we have to do it. Anybody who's in here right now, please clap it up for them. <laughs> Because not only are they owning their truth, they mean that shit and they stand on it. Anybody that can do that, they got my respect. So please, if you respect them as well, please give it a clap. Please Bye. give it a clap. Bye. Claps. <laughs> and I whip the thighs out for that. Oh, I'm used to dealing with strong females. Uh, some are crazy, but very strong females. So they always outshine me. And they're very good representations. Like the diamonds I used to wear and shit like that, but definitely good representations mm-hmm. at all times. But it's not just about that. It's about when we get home, how how we doing each other. Mm. And I don't mean sexually, how we treating each other. Sex is a very important part. Yeah. To be honest, because if you ain't no good, I know chicks worth millions. And I cut them, but it's not about that. It's it's about, you know, what what do you do when you come home? 
You can mm-hmm. represent or present anything that you want. What do you do when you come home? Cause bingo, <laughs> bingo, Jesus. He's talking. You no, know, you're right about, about the whole, you know, getting out and going out with different people, even separately. But I think it takes maturity to get there. I don't think everybody's ready for that. And I know I wasn't for a long time because I worked all the time. So I was already a very conscious person about being around different kinds of energies. Like I'd never like being around in crowds and stuff. It just made me feel uncomfortable. Like, oh, all these energies, got to get out of here. But now that I've spiritually developed myself, like I've worked on understanding my character, like try to really understand like what really, really fucks me up inside. (laughs) The shit that people do that really makes me want to be like, yo, I'm about to fuck you up. You today. You know, I had to get over it. I had to get past all of that. And I think that once I did, I could see that it was okay for me to get out and talk to people because I was understanding that people are different. Like, you know, we all dealing with our own kind of shit. And once I know that I am secure in my situation, I don't have to question if my husband goes out with a friend. As long as I've been there, though, at first, I do need to meet her. Just Yeah. 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 Oh, my wife's crazy. She'll find a fucking Facebook page. For the record, I've been around all of them. <laughs> Got a funny story. I'm going to tell the story, and then I'm going to get off here. So my cousin drugged me out the house. My cousin is super magnificent, wonderful type of dude, one of the smartest dudes I ever met in my life. And it took me three years before I figured out we were family. Mm. All smoke, crazy shit. But either way, we go up in the club one night, tell the bartender, I'm like, yo, and it was a bad night for me because he drugged me out the house. Mm-hmm. Only had ten dollars in my pocket. Hit the bartender. I'm like, "Yo, nigga, I need a cup of henny. I need a cup of henny. You can put it in the register. I don't give a fuck what you do. I need this cup of henny." He gave me the Cavazzi glass. Three quarters away, filled up. Ten minutes later, I got somebody tap me on the back. Like, "Yo, can can I come see you for a minute? Can we talk for a minute?" Oh no! Oh boy. Right. Uh, we need to hear this. Uh, I think the insecurity just depends. Like for us, it was just, you know, my husband had been treated really terribly in a previous relationship and there was like no trust there. Uh. And, but he loved her. And, you know, for him, it was like, I he could not fully open up to like fully be vulnerable, like just fully be himself, like with me. And I'm very open in our relationship. And I'm very like, kind of like, you know, I keep my shit tight, you know, but I'm talking about it now because we've gone through that struggle and, and, you know, it's a constant struggle because you're still learning about each other. Um, Especially if you made the commitment to grow with each other. Like we made the commitment. We was like, yo, I'm not going to say forever, but if we hear every year, then shit, we just let the year go by, but we're trying to grow. Um, but I think the insecurity was just that hurt, that pain. So the insecurities can come in a lot of different pockets, you know, but, but you're right about that show. It's, it's deep. Okay. So I've listened and I feel like the reason people don't know really if they're compatible is because it's a million different definitions of compatibility. So if we just go to the dictionary definition of compatibility, compatibility is the ability to coexist with someone else without drama and fighting. So it doesn't matter how you feel about one another. It doesn't matter about your chemistry. Doesn't matter about how big his dick is and how small her waist is and her fat ass is. If you two cannot cohabitate in the same space, 
If you can't exist in the same room without there being constant conflict, then you are not compatible. Anything else can be worked out except the non-existence of peace when you're with somebody else. If you are not at peace when you're with somebody else, I don't care how you feel about them. You're not compatible. Bingo. Bingo. Thank you for that. We don't care. Okay. (laughs) I kids. Celebration is for you. I believe Mm -hmm. it's Earth. Sister. Don't don't let whatever happened to you or whatever you have had to deal with determine who you are. Trust me, I I have not had a good life. (laughs) Pardon. (laughs) Not had a good life, but it's your choice. It's your choice. Lord, I I, got to say this. I got to say it. If you appreciate that mid-burp, mid-sentence, please go ahead and just clap. Please go ahead and give us a round of applause. Give, give Seventh Letter G a round of applause for that burp. What the fuck? Good grief. Good grief. Oh, and also, people don't know if they're compatible with other people because a lot of people don't really like themselves. If you don't like yourself and then you try to go get into a relationship with someone else, whether you are a man or a woman, it is not going to work. There is always going to be conflict. People have to do the inner work. See, I am one who prides myself on checking myself more than I try to check anybody else because I can't change anybody else. I can only control what I do. A lot of people don't have self-control and they're out here trying to control what other people do. And that's why their lives and their dating careers are trash. Each and every one of us start off and play different people throughout this lifetime. None of us wake are born knowing what to do in a relationship. We're taught and we have to learn what to do. Exactly. Exactly. There's not a lot of people that want to actually learn, though. I feel yeah. like, you know, I'm not countering what she's saying. There's a lot of people who they learn from their peers and their peers are going through the same things. So they feel like they, I'm, I'm just going to leave Twitter to be like the catalyst for this conversation at the moment. But I've seen it where like one person will say, you know what, like this person ain't shit or th- this is my like perspective on relationships. They'll take that perspective and then it gets retweeted and then somebody agrees with them. And for them, it's like, okay, somebody agrees with me. Four people agree, so I must be right. I'm like, no, th- there's no way you're right about that because you're only listening to the people who agree with you. But what about the people who actually challenge you on your thoughts and opinions? Like, everybody everything that you... What'd you say? Not everybody wants to be challenged. No, th- that's the thing. Like, nobody wants to be challenged, but everybody needs to be challenged. If you're not challenged, you don't know shit. And, you know, I know that sounds really fucked up, but like, I don't want to have a conversation with people who think like me. That's why when we do these talks and you and I, we, you know, we come in here with our dockets, we have things that we want to talk about. But when we listen to these voice notes and people are giving us a different perspective on things, like, you know, shout out to Nell Revolution. I want to say it's Nell, uh, Nell Volutionist. Like when she yeah. said the things that she said, not only did they resonate, but not only we felt it, but the comments, they said everything. Um, the same thing with E. Ruth. Every time she speaks, I listen and everybody else listens. When, you know, I shout out to Seventh Letter. When Seventh Letter says things, we listen. We might not agree with what everybody says, but the thing is, that perspective, we take it into account because 
the next time we have these conversations with anybody else, we can say, you know what? I feel this way, but I heard this before and I kind of agree with them and it gave me perspective. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to say, you know what? I learned something new. Everybody feels like they have all the answers. Me, sometimes I feel like I have all the answers. But when I go and I hear other people, I'm like, you know what? Like The next time I have this conversation, I might not have all the right answers, but I have a different perspective and I want to hear more. Like We're all growing and learning. And I just want to be that type of person who grows and learns. So for her, you know, for no evolutionist, she said, do you like yourself and do you do the work? The key right there is do you do the work? A lot of people, you know, do you do the work? Do you mm-hmm. do the work for you? I think that should be the question right there. Do you do the work? Bam. Mm-hmm. Profile. Yeah. Profile. I'll phone them. I don't care about nobody energy. I'll blow that nigga back on phone. Wait a minute. Right, can, can, can I say this before you get to me? Oh. What happened was, is that there's only one minute left. Whose child is that? What are you going to say? Oh, I, I was going to say this. Um, I, I don't want to be really derogatory when it comes to these the listeners and stuff like that. Um, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. If you are not 18 and over, do not come in here because you definitely, you, you will be welcome to the block party really quick. Um, secondly, um, as a as a black guy or whatever, um, either way, I absolutely detest when people who are not black say nigger as if like it is the, the, the filler word in the sentence. Like, no. You, you don't have rights to this. Like you, mm-hmm. you don't own this. You're not a friend of this. I, I'm all for black and brown lives matter and all that other shit. However, that word, not only do you not own, you can't use that. So for for that voicemail where like you could tell it was like a 17 year old kid who probably listened to like Takashi and shit like that. And you're like, nigga, nigga, nigga. No, no. Here's the thing. Stop doing that shit. I, I fucking hate that. Like, I, I've been saying this for years, like, pub, you know, publicly as well as with my friends and stuff like that, but I've never said it, like, on the podcast. I absolutely fucking hate that shit. Like, uh, imagine me as a black guy going into, like, a teen, like, in a Latinx community, and I'm going and saying derogatory, shit that's derogatory to them, to them, in the efforts to, like, fit in. That shit is not cool, man. Like, stop. If you are not uh either foundational black american or just black in general when i say black i'm talking like all aspects you know for a fact you're not black rachel dolezal you are not black you can't say like like, even even for me like for me i know for a fact i'm in an interracial marriage but my wife she can't say that shit if she can't say that shit and my daughter can you can't say that shit stop saying words one you don't know the meaning for and secondly you can't you you don't have a dog in the fight. Stop saying that shit. Um, and saying that he probably can't hear this because I already blocked him. But it just really disappoints me when I hear like you know white guys and like Latino guys and Latinx guys say. I'm like y'all have y'all own terms. Y'all have y'all own eloquisms and stuff like that. Why why do you feel the need to use that word? Like has anybody ever sat down with somebody who's not black and said you know what? Why do you feel the need to say nigga? Like I, I don't care if you say it with the a or with the er like. Why do you feel the need to say that? Like, does it does it make your teeth white? Does it make you feel better about yourself? Like, do you feel like you're a part of the cool kids? Newsflash, you're not. Stop saying that shit. Um, I don't want to divert too much from the topic, but I absolutely hate that shit. And I feel like anybody that is like me would probably slap the shit out of anybody who would just have the goal to say that shit. Honestly, when I see the White Chicks movie and I see White Chicks and they had that scene where the girls are in the car and they're like, you know, 
doing the whole song with the 50 cent thing and they were saying nigga in the car like yo you gotta be slapped you gotta be slapped all disrespect though like when i say that i mean that shit with like the bottom of my heart stop saying words that you don't have the meaning to you don't have any context to and more importantly you don't own that shit that's mine that's my folks that's us it ain't you stop that shit i don't want to be the person i was to never I taught i was never taught to be honest i, I decided to learn mm-hmm. i decided to learn um ever since i dropped out of pussy i want to be back in one and I wanted the surroundings of a woman to the pussy. So mm. I don't know if that makes sense or don't make sense. But listen, <laughs> I've been doing this for a very long time. If I told you all how long I've been doing it, it, it would seem um, y'all would have a bunch of questions. But uh, mm. yeah. Mm. I'm glad you decided to be honest. Yeah. People and when you get to a point in your life where you just want to be honest and do what the fuck you like to do, your life gets a lot better. Bingo. Yeah, I agree with you have to learn. And that's, you know, that's kind of like, uh, it's a thing that you know when you know it. You don't know it right away. When you're young and you're just out here just trying to explore and understand how the ways of life, how people behave so you can know how to navigate around that. Like it takes time. It takes a lot of time to dig into that. And people, I don't think we've ever been having conversations like this this openly about people getting to look at themselves in the mirror, right? Like that's that conversation that's happening right now that this woman, I, I don't, I missed your name, but that you're talking about, like you're talking some shit, right? For right, some real shit. And I think people don't know how to crawl to that. Like people are crawling to it, but they're not, they haven't gotten up to start walking so they could actually like fully live within their own shoes. And that takes life lessons. It takes people falling on their face, getting their teeth knocked out, you know, yeah. having to pay somebody's bail, all kinds of crazy shit, consequences in order for people to learn, you know? Yeah. So, hey, Greg, I don't think it's that they don't want to learn. I think that the mofos think that they already know. That's what it is, because what they have learned from is the generational ignorance that's probably been passed down. When you have a woman that has bad feelings about men, there is a probability that it is a mixture of things that have happened to her, but more so things that she saw happen to her mother or conversations that she listened to her mother have or abuse that she saw her mother take. Okay, so it goes deeper than just, hey, you know, don't nag me. Don't do this. You know, when you when you encounter what guys would call a bitter woman or a broken woman and when girls encounter a broken man, a lot of times we want to attack the reaction and sweep the triggers up under the rug. A lot of these Mm -hmm. things start in our childhood. So what we've come from absolutely does dictate how we act, but we could get to society. I'm sorry about that. It was going off. What I was saying is what you've been through, your past, all of those things absolutely have an effect on who you are. The thing is, bebes, you get to decide. You have the power of discernment. You get to decide Mm. who it is that you want to be who it is that you want to represent. You get to decide whether you want to stay a victim or whether you want to become a victor, 
Okay. Mm. And a lot of times, unfortunately, a lot of people have to find that out through trial and error. Some people can learn from other people's mistakes, but most of us decide to just kind of bump our head along the way and learn on our own. So like I said, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think it's that they don't want to learn. Some motherfuckers think they already know. And we all know that when a mofo thinks they already know, it ain't too much you could tell them. That's why I don't argue with, you know, mofos that claim to know it all. Okay, boo, you got it. Keep doing it your way. (laughs) Hard it. I heard mm. all of our messages. <laughs> I will take nigger. I will take nigger in its purest sense. Remove the extra G because they actually put something in the extra G to to derogatory uh, disfame you. I don't know if I'm saying it properly, but to disfame you. If you look up nigger without two Gs, Talk to me. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna only, I'm gonna only say this once. Um, here's the thing: I own that shit. My folks own that shit. Not only have we owned this shit, we own a lot of the things that y'all deal with. Not, not I'm not, t- not talking about seven flutter, but I'm saying like the people who try to use that term and they have no reason to use that shit. Why do you want to use it? They have the sources. They have a fucking dictionary all the words in the world that you could possibly use and you want to use the word, but here's the thing. You want to use the word, but you don't want to acknowledge the people behind that shit. Like 2020 should have been a guiding, a beacon light for people who honestly, they want to use the term nigga so bad and they don't have any reason for it. Like the little pumps of the world who said that he wanted to side with Trump and this is not a political podcast, but I'm, I have to say this shit cause it's sitting in my heart. Um, Everybody who wants to use this shit that is not black, that want to use the term nigger, explain to me why you want to use the term nigger. All the words in the human dictionary, in the American, honestly, I'd rather you speak another language and just say, just say Negro. Like, just just say that. Don't say nigger. It's not yours. You have no ability. You have no reason to say it. Nobody wants you to say it. You want to say it because it's the one thing that you can't have. Newsflash. You still can't have that shit. It's not acceptable for me. I don't care if you say it with the A. I don't say it, you know, I don't care if you want to say it with the girl. Like either way, it's not yours. You made it a derogatory thing. And now you, you know, way back when you made it derogatory. We turned that into a positive. We made it something that not only is cool, but it's honestly something that is ours. Like most of the shit that y'all do right now, it's ours. You you stole jazz from us. You stole presidencies from us. You stole us from us. And mm. You, you want a word. You want a word that you used that honestly, it meant nothing to you. But the thing is, we turned something like most of the things that we've given, which has been nothing. You took that shit from us. And now that we've made it something, you want that back. You're like, we're owed that. We should have the ability to have that shit. Newsflash, you don't. It, it just, it I'll really phone them. Me. I respect that man that said I'll phone them. I'll phone them. Yeah. What? Whatever. I don't know. Either way, um, you know, without saying too much, um, stop using shit that don't belong to you. Um, I I don't go into fucking uh, Abercrombie and Fitch and shit like that. And I try to dress like y'all. I don't go and like just do the things that y'all do. Me, I know who I am. Why the fuck don't y'all know who you are? Like, I'm not talking about Seven Flutter. I just I really get disappointed in people who try to advocate for the fact that people who are not black using the term that we only know it to mean something either derogatory or positive for the black community. But the only time it's positive is when the black community uses it. 
So to say, oh, well, you know, we should be included in that. No, because y'all ain't included. Some things ain't for y'all. Like th- this salad ain't for you. Like right in front of my salad. No, you're not around me. Like none of my homies are going to let that shit happen. Um, imagine me um, right now. My wife, who is not black, if she said that shit to me right now. Oh, no, like there is no first and second chance. There's only one. Stop fucking playing with me, man. I hate that shit to like to my core. Take if you take anything from this show today, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. The next time anybody lets you go and say, you know what, I have a black friend, so I can say nigga, or I can say nigga because they said it in the song. I want them to punch you in your fucking face. The reason why I want them to do that is because you you have to learn that just because people accept it doesn't mean that it's like globally accepted. It's not something everybody should do. It's not respected. Not here. Not on this show. Here's the beautiful thing about it. It's about my understanding. Pardon. It depends on my understanding. How I decide to move. How I decide to trust me. I am uh, something. Can't say what, but I'm definitely something to be reckoned with. Yeah. Miseducated people, misinformed people. I take kindness and sparingness on them unless it's direct. And I mean like on the spot type of thing. I don't need to correct them because obviously they have a miseducation. There's a movie called The Miseducation of Sunny Hill and, uh, some everybody should watch, to be honest. It's a portrayal of just the miseducation of blacks and how mm. they they literally showed us how to be animals. Yeah. Can you hear me, Shane? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to just be done. I'm completely done with it after this. Um, when it comes to the term nigger, I'm, I've, never, I've never said nigger with like the GG, you know, the G-G-E-R. Like I've never said it that way. Um, when it comes to this term, the reason why I'm so like adamant about this thing is because we already don't have much. And the things that we want, you won't give to us. So we've taken the things, the scraps that you've made for us. And honestly, we, we've made lemons out of lemonade, if it makes sense. So the fact that people want to take things from us that you didn't want and you're like, you know what? Like, that's why gentrification is a thing. That's why, you know, we see people like, um, what was her fucking name? The, the Jenner girl, um, Kylie Jenner. Like, she saw Rihanna was doing the things that she was doing. She copied that shit. It's like, yo, not only can we not have the nice things, we built the nice things, and you steal that shit. That's why none of the fucking Kardashians look like them. They don't look like the women that they were born to be because they want to be us. They want to be the black women. They want to be the black men in the world. Like, why can't we have? Like, I, I, I know I'm like veering off the topic. I'm going down a deep end. Somebody's going to be really upset at the fact that I'm actually going this deep in it. It just really hurts my heart to know that there are people that leave voicemails on an app like Stereo because.
uh, just for clarification, it's E-Ruth, pronounced E-Ruth, not uh, Earth, <laughs> although I've gotten that, or E-Ruth, it's, it's E-Ruth, E-Ruth. Um, but I just wanted to chime in about that, too, about the comment, these people making these comments, like, um, it's just unfortunate, you know, because these are the people we have to live amongst. <laughs> yeah. Be with us, Lord. Be with us. Mm-mm-mm. Praise God. Her name is Jane Elliott. I just came across it again in my mind. So her name is Jane Elliott. Watch the experiments. Watch the experiments. Jane Elliott. Google it. YouTube it. Research it. So you being called a nigger, they don't know the power that it holds. Or nigger, or whatever the classification is, they don't know. The only reason why you're taking offense is because they don't know and you don't know. So here's the thing. Come on, bro. Come on. I'm I'm going to tell you something flat out. Please don't. Please don't. I can do plenty of things. Well, everybody, you just got to truth bomb from seventh letter uh that was honest very honest a lot of men don't want to tell the truth about their nature (laughs) and that's you know needs to be told uh i commend you for that that was you took us left though i was i was with you now oh okay you dropped in the all right okay i can't be mad because that was homies that was his truth all right girl you go you're gonna be all right (laughs) um I'm, i'm all i'm all for truth here's the thing um why are we even like going through this? Like I, I I say it and everybody else says, no, don't say it. Like just imagine you have a kid, right? You have a kid and you do your best not to curse around your children. You're like, I'm not going to say shit. I'm not going to say fuck. I'm not going to say damn. But the moment you do, they see it and they're like, you know what? I want to say it because my daddy said it. My mommy said it. But you know what you do? You correct them. You say, you know what? That's not for you to say because you don't know the meaning behind that. You don't understand why you can't say that. You might not understand it, but you just can't say it. If a fucking kid knows for a fact that their parent tells them to not say things and they stop saying it, why can't you as a fucking adult understand, you know what? Something that's not for me, it's not meant for me. I can't say, and I can be completely cool with that. There are many other words I can use, but you're just like, I have to say it like for some unknown reason. I don't have an answer for it. I have to say it because it's sitting on my heart. I have to I have to have the ability to say it because black people say it. I don't even fuck with black people. I have one black friend, though. I have a black friend. I don't want to say nigger. I don't say nigger because nigger's derogatory. But I can say nigger with the A because I say it with affliction. Newsflash. No. No. Like, and th- this isn't for seventh letter. This is just for anybody in general who's trying to make logic out of it. This isn't a logical thing. You will get your ass slapped fucking with me. Like, stop saying shit that it's not for you. I don't go into fucking Chick-fil-A and, you know, when they say, you know what, you know, have a nice day. Thank you. Whatever. I don't go and like derog- I'm being derogatory to them. I don't go to the LGBTQIA community and say, you know what? Like, you know, fuck this person, fuck that person. Don't because say it. Don't bring it up. Please don't mention it so we can do the Yo. show. Yeah. <laughs> so, forgive me, sister. I forgot your name. Well, actually, I didn't pay attention to your name. But I'm going to say this. My child mother 
is still at my door. She's going to drop off some food tomorrow solely because she can never say that I was not there. I was not omnipresent. And I don't mean like me taking over her life or nothing like that. It's more like this. I did everything I was supposed to do. I didn't give her a bad relationship outside of, well, no, I can say possibly because she thought she was fly and, you know, I've been used to having different things and she was broke, but I was loving her. That's just it. Pardon. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, guys. I don't want to keep saying everybody's name first because people get so offended. Hi, guys. Hi. Everybody gets uh, the same equal treatment. So usually how I determine uh, um, compatibility is like astrology, but people don't really believe in all that shit. So it's whatever. But I found uh, my twin flame. So, through astrology, by the way, hmm. I don't know, like, what to make of it, but I feel like I, I accomplished something, you know? I read up on Twin Flames, those are interesting. No offense, but people less on a, a collective level or on a higher level of thinking, like how y'all trying to do right now, like, it seemed like y'all be disengaged with reality sometimes, like, you know, and y'all make other people just, you know, go to some type of level or event that just is not substantial with what we doing right now. Uh, okay. Yo, it, that's real that people don't really want to hear anything but people, I mean, there's some hard-headed people in this world. <laughs> we have some parents that are like this, some friends, some cousins, and you know, it's just I think we all have our thing. You know, we all don't come with knowing everything. It takes it takes some, you know, some people can know it, um, but there's a lot of people that that don't. And um, that's why the world is the way that it is, because a lot of people out here just don't know. People are trying to go on this journey and figure out who are they? Um, yeah. What You know, that's that's the toughest thing to ask yourself, because that that requires some real truth. And a lot of people haven't figured out that truth. Like some of these people that, you know, that 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 are so stubborn with, you know, everything must be this because I believe, because I said it, it's like, they're like opinions are fact now. <laughs> and that's, a, that's another stubborn thing too. Yeah. Um, but we have to listen to people's opinions too, to understand their experience. Yeah. So as far as the nigga thing is concerned, I'm over being mad about it, but then I'm 48 because you know what? If somebody calls me a nigga, I can call them all kind of racial slurs too. Now that is not the preferred method of communication, but hey, I can talk business or bedroom. I could talk street or boardroom. I could do it however it is that you need to do it. I would prefer to remain a lady, but I am not going to spend another 300 years or and allow my children to spend another moment getting upset about somebody else's words because we know mm. some words too and we need to start using them. Because yep. see, right now we just crying and shit about shit that ain't going to change. How do you tell somebody not to say something and not be practicing censorship, which is mm. the exact thing that we don't want people doing to us? We mm. have to be careful not to become what we hate. And it's yeah. really easy to do that. Yeah, uh, I'll say this. Um, and, you know, response to that. I absolutely agree. 
absolutely agree. Um, we've been trying to eliminate the word in general, but the only way we can eliminate that is obviously one, we limit the way we say it and how we say it. And, you know, if people do decide to use it like us, when I say us, meaning like, you know, not foundational blacks, but just like people who are black and brown, if you say it cool, but limit the way you're saying it. But every time I hear it said, it's always like negative in terms of like anybody else saying it. So say uh, like a Latino guy, like they'll be like at a store like, yo, you know, man niggas these shoes i'm like wait what the fuck like have you ever like have you ever actually walked past somebody that's not black and they just saying this shit and you're like wait what What with that word i think in a negative sense and this is everybody i don't care what color you are i don't care where you came from you give that word power yeah we know it's we know it's this is negative unless it's with us Ken skin yeah but i feel like when you give it energy you hear someone else of a different culture say you give it too much power whenever i hear that word and i have a father that is brown skin just like me born and raised in jamaica just like me that says that word like he owns slaves on a plantation about people that look just like him you have to stop getting your emotions in that word okay. you have to stop Okay, I, I say no more. It's good. It's good. It's gonna help you relax. And when that yeah. person that they're not getting the response out of you that they want, they're going to figure out something else to talk about. But that's the thing. They, I'm sorry, but before we get to the next voicemail, the next thing is always killing us and doing everything else. The thing is, we keep saying, okay, if we eliminate this, then they'll just do this. But it's like, why don't they just stop all that bullshit? They're like, not going to. Yeah, but if we can just stop, like, the bare minimum is if we just mm-hmm. say, you know what, stop using that. If you stop doing that, like, the other stuff we can try to work on over time. If you can't do the bare minimum, I can't fuck with you. That's just me. But next voicemail. And they don't care. Well, it depends on how you take it. Yo, first of all, if, if you side with who you side with in a political party, you got to go to the reason why the person is siding with that side. What the political party is offering the masses who they're a part of to see why they support that political party. Now, if the Democrats offer something that I feel that supports me and my peoples, I'm going to run with that. But if the Republicans support something more, I'm going to run with that too. I'm not just going to run with something, me as a black man, for something because of a color thing or something I feel like can incite some kind of, I don't know, uh, 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 emotion in me to run with you. I'm going to run with you because you're actually producing some kind of platform that's supporting me and the people in my community. Most of y'all just run off emotion. And even the, the, the platforms we're using right now, I guarantee the people can't even point out one thing that they could say. Well, I think this is, I mean, this is going to probably take us left, but this is how I see it as, a, as an example of ignorance, right? It's like I was having a talk the other day and this white guy just kept on coming on and he was just like, I don't give a fuck about black people. I just, I just don't like the fact that y'all think that we give a fuck about y'all. And I'm like, but you do because your system tell us you do. You know, you tell us this because every time we get ready to vote, y'all try to take that shit away. So y'all care about something that we do. You Mm -hmm. know, like that ignorance is deep rooted. Like, 
it's you know it's this it's it's a conditioning that people are taught but people are taught, taught conditioning outside of white supremacy people are taught all kinds of conditioning like how to be prideful and how to be boastful and how to be um you know in you know people are like you said in a home people it starts in the homes little kids don't have not gotten their shit together <laughs> and they won't let us get access to no goddamn free therapy we need free therapy the whole country need that shit right now yeah Yep. Hey Greg, I'm hearing what you're saying, bro. But you sound like all the other brothers that I heard before. Like, what kind of substance you kicking? Like, I can go out there and pick up a t-shirt. I can go out there and pick up a a, a sign and march and do all this other stuff. But beyond kneeling, like with the NFL players, or beyond somebody wearing a t-shirt that say "Remember Breonna Taylor," what y'all doing beyond that? What y'all doing in the community? You got all these billion dollar actors, and you got all these billion dollar people. In, in rap or movies or entertainment in particular that's going in and giving their opinion but I don't want your opinion if I'm hungry I want your money like what you doing to support my, my hood and then build stuff up but y'all don't point them out y'all don't really hold them accountable for that all y'all do is be like okay I got a supporter from this and that and this in the entertainment industry and y'all run with it that's not valid like what's good okay um, I- I'll be brief uh, basically how we can help your community is you helping your community. You can't basically say, well, what are you going to do for us? And you can't do for you. It, it doesn't work that way. Like right now, if Kanye West said, I'm going to do. Oh shoot. He reconnected. I mean, I really do. And that goes, you know, back to ignorance too. what you're talking about, Greg, is because some of these white folks just do not understand their the savagery of this of this country's history. They just refuse to they don't want to see it. And that goes to that's like that's that is a there is a choice in that because there is enough information. You know, we do have a Black History Month every year. Like, I mean, there's stuff that's out there, but. There's a lot of people who live in very small places where they don't get in tiny spaces where they get any interaction out, out of outside of their rural area or their little town or whatever it is. And they stuck in that spiral of shit and they come on stereo and they just tell us what they talk about in their neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, really terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to finish what I was saying with that. And I'm, I'm going to shout out Evoot as well. Um, when he was talking about like, what are we doing? Like, I just need to know what you're doing. Like it's like you going and instead of you fixing your problem, you want people to fix it for you, and then you want to like reap the benefits of it. That's why we have gentrification. Like when we have, like for example, right now you have family members who go and they pass away. Instead of you going and developing and enriching your own community, you'll sell your community. Like we'll sell our community and be like, you know what? I'll take the house and I'll sell it. And then I'll be done with it for a while. Like, no, like you took the two, three hundred thousand dollars instead of investing in your community. That's why, like for me, I just personally like I want people to just do a little bit better. Um, so when he was like, Oh, well, what do you do? What can you I'm like honestly, I don't have the the definitive answer, but my personal opinion is you fix you, you fix your community. If you hey, fix I'll, your community, I'll what? play a part in every community at the end of the day, in any community. And Jewish people in Brooklyn, in the Jewish parts of Brooklyn, don't ask other people what they're doing in their community. They just do it. They just show up and do it. You see trash yeah. on the 
don't ask the com- the community or your governor who's going to clean it. You just learn to go outside and sweep it up as part of your home. Just get in yeah. the habit of and we gonna go to the next voice now because we got too yeah. many. Uh, research mm-hmm. everything in Dave Chappelle, and then we'll have a conversation. Come on, Greg, cut it out, man. I'm pretty sure you're with your wife not being black. How do you feel about your kids? I don't know if you have any, but if you do have kids, how do you feel about your kids being mixed using the word? Mm. Mm. I'm not upset Mm. because this is a conversation that we always should be having. And I think it goes to the root of what, um, goodness, again, I'm so sorry. I'm missing up your name. I'm terrible at remembering things like that, but you were talking about like compatibility. And um, I know this is going to sound like a stretch, but um, because we're talking about this whole use of uh, this word and this term and, and always getting the things that we try to have for ourselves taken from us. Um, this is why we need to be very much holding each other up in terms of our businesses, in terms of our everything that we're doing. We need to continue to find, just like our parents had, our grandparents had to do, and our great great grandparents were doing. That's how they got the Harlem Renaissance. That's how they got all this stuff. They started to take care of each other, and so I think that we need to start taking care of each other so that we don't have to be sharing our culture that much outside of whatever it is we decide to share. And then we're going to make sure that we do get the profit off of that. I don't think we're there yet, but we need to be. Man, hey, Greg. Man, that was real spill, brother. Real spill. I mean, I'm feeling everything you was just now saying. We can't have nothing. (laughs) Because, Greg, they're not taught to have any kind of empathy for us. Mm -hmm. It would take empathy for them to understand why this is so offensive to us, why their stealing is always so offensive to us. They don't know because they have not had to fill those shoes just yet. And then the the poor ones who should know better, they're just attached to the, you know, they're just attached to the, um, I guess the imperialism of what, you know, their skin color means when it's, you know, it really don't mean anything because, you know, everybody poor. I mean, not everybody, but I mean like, Poor people don't have no color in a lot of countries. There's poor people in Africa. There's poor people in Asia, in India, in Russia, and all these all over the world. But they act like it's just they try to concentrate it here so much, and we're in this bubble. And you know they don't they they make sure they keep they white they make sure that some of these white folks stay in their bubble, and then some mm-hmm. just, some the, some some hold the key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Omnipresent means you're everywhere at one time. Everywhere. I didn't give her a bad you gotta, relationship. You gotta really know what you're talking about. I'm not trying to be funny, but that well, sounds weird. Like I say, say you have some play. What? I didn't even know what you said. Okay, the question is, how do you know that if, if they are compatible? Okay, listen. I understand this here, but one thing, people gotta understand that. What love is. Love is the highest elevation of understanding. If you don't understand someone, how can you love them? A lot of people is getting that mixed up with carnal lust and desire. They call that lust or infatuation. I just want you to know that the whole thing in relationships, you got to understand a relationship is an institution. It has its own rules, policies, and regulations. You have to fall up under that. And being in a relationship, you have to give up your uh, singleness, your individuality, and then become a duality. That's all it is. You got to know what you're in and what you have to sacrifice and what you're going to gain from that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. 
about that? It's your boy, the Rock for Profit. <clears throat> I like to say that I grew up with nothing but black friends in the hood. We was on the block every day doing crazy things. And I was encouraged to say it. And as a white person, mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't acceptful of the thought at first, but I then grew very comfortable with letting it fly at will. And when I got older, I met my beautiful wife, a strong black woman. She educated me on to the reasons as to why I should not be letting it fly at all. And when I realized what I had been doing for so long, I went back and apologized to all my black friends and told them I am very sorry for letting it fly the way I did because it was wrong. And raising a biracial, two biracial children, I now mm-hmm. know that the stance that I hold and held, the stance that I held before was wrong. And I, every day I feel bad for it. Mm. I appreciate mm. your growth, though. I'm glad you're watching. Let you know the deets behind that. You got to realize, man, sticks and stones, man. Like, somebody saying the word nigga. Mm. Come on, bro. Come on now. Now, Come I'm on. growing to love you, Greg. But the definition of elimination is not controlling how people say it. It's everybody stop saying it. That's elimination. Mm -hmm. And since that is never going to happen, and this is like going to be the last thing I say about it, because I'd rather, you know, talk about what we're talking about with compatibility and stuff. But unless there is no word that we can eradicate, there is no word that we can get rid of. It's never happened. They phase out. Unfortunately, niggas not going to phase out. So exactly. if they call you one, tell them that they mama likes niggas. I mean, we can say so many things. You don't even got to get mad about it no more, Greg. Just meet them where they at. You ain't got to slap yeah. nobody because then that's another black man going to jail because he couldn't control his anger. Sweetie, you smart that's as true. fuck. Use them words, darling. If they call that's you true. a nigga, you a nigga. That's why your mom was fucking niggas. That's yeah. why, hon, just give it back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know what? She said everything's so profound, but I just have to touch on certain things. Like, I'm not really upset about the situation. I'm just trying to understand, like, the same energy I'm given when I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, why you're using it. It's even more people being like, why can't I use it? And I just look and I'm like, why would you want to use it? Like me, like she said, like, I'm trying to eradicate it. I'm trying to phase it out. Um, Derogatory, positive or not, like, I try not to say it. So when I think uh, I forgot the guy who said, like, you're a kid being biracial. Like, how do you feel about them saying it? I personally, I don't want them to say it. I also don't want her to grow up having to deal with the, like the social construct of having to deal with being biracial. It, it's just the truth. Um, these are things that I have to teach her, but I also have to teach myself first. I can't teach myself knowing that, like, obviously I'm saying it and my peers are saying it, but more importantly, the people who shouldn't be saying it are still saying it. So say, for example, every black person in the world decided we're going to stop saying it. Then, we're just back where we were, where, you know, white people or anybody else is just saying it because it's like, we have the word now, like they stopped it. So we can just continue to say it now because that's us. I don't want it to get there. The only way we can stop is not to just be like, you know what, we're going to stop because they're going to stop. We learned this in 2016, just because we have all these lofty ideas of how we want the world to be run and how we want things to happen. We want one thing. They want something completely different. Thanks. Cause see, we can't talk about erasing one word with 
about erasing all the other derogatory words. Then everybody gets to say, let's erase a word. Then women get to say, let's erase bitch. Then dudes get to say, let's erase deadbeat. Then, you know what I'm saying? So let's just let it go. Let's get back to this compatibility thing. Again, checking yourself more than you try to check anybody else will make your life a whole lot happier. You won't even give a fuck about what nobody else is doing as long as you look at yourself and you make sure you're right. I'm governed by the fact that fair exchange is no robbery, but the problem is most times most mofos is thieves. Okay, Mm. so once you just know some of these general rules, you can navigate life a whole lot better. Check Mm. yourself. Make sure that everything Mm. you've done is something that you can look in the mirror and be proud of. You Mm. don't got to worry about nobody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to her. I love it. I think it kind of goes both ways because people do need to know how people feel about it. Like we can't we can't censor our feelings because we're trying to hurry up and grow out of it. Like we're like <laughs> we're we like I know I'm getting I'm appreciating this whole everybody's perspective. It's like wow, it's like yes, this is this is good. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Um feels good. Um but I think that we people need to know that our trauma is really real. We're not going to keep yep. burying our trauma, pretending like it's not there. We have to expose our trauma, and 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 maybe not with everybody, but with each other. And we have to call people out whenever somebody is is out of their pocket. Because I, if we don't, then people don't know what's wrong, and they'll continue to to practice it. But on the other side of that the way that we talk about it, I agree we need to have a better way that we talk about it. We need to educate people why it's a problem. Um, and I yeah. think that you're doing a good job. Oh. Doing a good job, oh, I think that, but I do agree that the emotions are really like, it's really like, the way that I deal with it is I look at it as white supremacy. Like, I, I like even the color black, like those things are like, when I, when I go and fill out a job, like a job application, I mean, like I go to my doctor's office and I have to put down my color. I don't put, I just put human being. Like, I'm, you're not going to do that to me. Like they did mm-hmm. that to me. And every time I do that to me, it you, it allows you to be able to see me as whatever this infrastructure has said that, said I, that I am. Yeah. And that's just going to continue to happen if we don't talk about it. So we got to be able to do everything. We got to talk about mm-hmm. it. We have to check our emotions about it. And we have to educate people so that it's clear about why this is something that is um, is not okay, and you're not going to do it. We're not going to give you that power. And every time you try to use it, I'm going to shut you down. And that has to happen. There's just, mm-hmm. there's no way to clear ignorance other than to tell the truth about it. Absolutely. You do not stop becoming your own person just because you're in a relationship with someone else. You Mm -hmm. still have to hold true and govern yourself, just like it is their job to hold true and govern themselves. It is not their job to come in and make you happy, and it is not your job to go in and make them happy. Two happy people should be coming together to enhance each other's happy. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Absolutely. 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 I am loving what Naval Evolutionist has to say. It's like your spark. You're giving me sparks. <laughs> you're making me think. You're making me think through the things that I really kind of try to consider every day. And um, I would also like for us to get back to the conversation of compatibility because I think there exactly. are a lot of different um, lived experiences that touch on what that looks like for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 